Hi, I'm Elizabeth Noyce, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. The CW are just trying to win the time slot war with Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? It's being, becoming a human burrito, a plus or a minus. I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Oh, oh no. Yeah. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther Boardroom or Ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther. It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. It's so fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl T-Series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are live and wired to discuss and review the Supergirl Season 6 episode titled Still I Rise. Uh, But before we do that, uh, we need to catch up on Morgan's thoughts on the episode she missed while on her honeymoon. (laughs) So uh, what what I thought we could do is uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna prompt you with some topics, and then I'm gonna give you two minutes to talk about whatever you whatever you think about those topics, and you have two minutes to do it. I'm gonna give you the floor. You can respond to them as you see fit. If you do have questions, though, I will you know I will la- allow a response for myself. If you do want to have a back and forth about it, but but after two minutes, that's it. So each topic is gonna Ooh. get two minutes. Okay. So, so this might get a little stressful. Uh, but I figured, stressful. you know, bring you right back into podcasting after you, you were gone for about a month. So it's <laughs> it's great to have you back. I know the listeners and the viewers are going to be really excited because I'm very excited to have you back. And so I thought, what better way to bring Morgan back into it than to time her thoughts and uh, stress, <laughs> stress everyone well, out? <laughs> well, I, as usual waited until the last possible minute for uh, to catch up. So I watched all the episodes uh, last night, basically. And uh, half of, and then I got tired. I got really sleepy. And I was like, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta pause up the third episode in that I was, I was like, oh, all right, I can't. I, I'm like sleeping through all the William scenes and it's bad. And so, <laughs> so I, I finished, uh, I finished this week's episode today. Um, but they have all sort of ran together into like a fun Supergirl slurry. So this will be a fun episode for all of us. <laughs> I'm gonna be like referencing things that definitely didn't happen in this episode. Like, but the garbage monster was misunderstood, right? And like that was like three weeks ago, Morgan. Get with it. Okay, well, uh, that's okay if that happens. That's perfectly fine. I'm gonna try to see if I can figure out how because I know there is a way for me to bring uh this this guy in so let me try to uh do i have to take myself out let me see sorry i'm gonna have to okay yeah i guess i'm gonna i guess i'm gonna have to go like this because that is probably i was hoping to uh have you full screen but we can do it we can do it like this so that the numbers are really big i didn't mean for the numbers for the countdown to be so big so that's frightening We're we're, com- we're coming in hot right away. We're, just, <laughs> we're trying something new. <laughs> so, so you really we'll, should have put the uh, the twenty four uh, clock you know, in the background. I, th- I thought about it, and I was like, well, if I have to do the twenty four clock, I have to do the you know the twenty four sound effects that go with it. But <laughs> then 
And I was like, mm, we might get in, we might get in trouble if we do that. So, all right. So let's, let's uh, start. Uh, we're going to, I guess when the clock starts, you can uh, say whatever you want to about that topic. It can be anything that you want. Uh, and you can ask questions if you want to interact with the chat during this time. You can do whatever you want to. But when it hits okay. zero, we're moving on to the next topic. So you want to get everything out in the open while you got it. Okay. So uh, <laughs> okay. first first topic. And uh, right. you can go when the uh, clock starts going. Okay. First topic. Uh, Kellex turning into garbage man. Go. Chef's kiss. Just <laughs> chef's kiss. And can I say, can I say that I called it? I called it when we, when we saw that trailer and we zoomed in on that garbage man. And I said, I said, he's misunderstood. He has more going on in his life. Maybe he's had a bad day. And you know what? Calex did indeed have a bad day. And uh, that was probably for me. I don't think that this is a shock. The highlight of the last three episodes that I watched. Calex, uh, the garbage monster. Um, and I, I loved it. <laughs> uh, I was like, I can't believe I called it that he was misunderstood and that we were all just being too harsh about the garbage monster. <laughs> what were his hopes? What were his dreams? Uh, I, I just liked having Calex back. Uh, I liked that um, that her dad renamed him Oscar because I like the idea of uh, Jason Bear just kind of sitting around in his little outfit, but watching Sesame Street, a child's <laughs> show, and being like, you know what? They've got some good stuff on here. This is Cara, Cara. <laughs> They've got some good stuff. The, the man in the garbage can, he's saying good things. Uh, I just like the idea of Cara being like, have you called mom yet? I mean, you want to you call mom or you're, you're just going to still sit on the couch and watch watch uh, Sesame Street? That's what's happening. Uh, so, uh, no, I loved the uh, Calyx turning into the garbage monster. I thought that was amazing. I like that Calyx made it through that very trying experience. He kind of came out on the other end and still managed to get negged by Brainy. He was like, <laughs> Brainy, Cal Calyx uh, becomes a garbage monster. And then, like, as he's like, almost dying is like you didn't mean the Roomba thing did you and Brady was like absolutely you useless piece of trash <laughs> I, the spinoff I want is Calyx and Brainy as like a buddy cop duo now <laughs> all right that's gonna uh, do it for the first two minutes uh wonderful thoughts <laughs> Uh, I, I echoed some of them in the episode where we talked about that. So, <laughs> uh, so good thoughts. Okay, so next topic, and we're going to go, and this is kind of something you touched on a little bit, uh, but uh, we'll we'll go with with this for the next topic. So, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, say the topic and then hit the timer, and then we're gonna get to it. Okay, Zorel solving climate change slash going to Argo. Go. Did he have to leave? Because as we've established, <laughs> as we established, Jason Bear keeping it tight. And like, I thought that this was my gift for the final season. It's going to have Jason Bear in it. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I guess I probably should go see my wife. And I was like, Jason Bear, listen, don't look at me. Don't look at don't look at anyone. Else. Look at me. I need this. <laughs> I need this. Uh, so I was upset that he left. But I did think it was really funny that he was like the whole it, we we joke about like how Supergirl always has to be like timely. But this was a case where I felt like the timely issue that they tied in made sense on like a story level from like what's been established, like not just on the show, but like DC comics lore, like yeah, Krypton kind of exploded because of all like the kind of environmental issues. And he was like, guys. One of my favorite things is watching him go like, guys, like, 
not to freak you out, but this planet legit is dying. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, it's, it's been dying for like a kind of a long time. It's not like a big deal. And he's like, what, what do you mean? There's garbage in the oceans. They're like, oh shoot, there's been garbage in the oceans. We just kind of, we just kind of clip the things with the that come with the sodas before we throw them out. (laughs) Not as many of the fish die. And he's like, (sighs) that was like one of my favorite things. Is like every time that he was trying to be like, you have to change everything. And they're like, I mean, we're trying, not hard, but we are trying. And he's like, really? That's that's all we want to do here is just nothing uh so, so that was really funny to me uh so I, I was upset that he left i did appreciate that they mentioned allura at some point because i was like <laughs> i was like are they having problems even though he's been in the fa- is that why he was in the phantom zone was that like the doghouse that she, allura, she did, like he did uh, construct the phantom zone she so maybe she put them put in there and so maybe i mean we didn't know how he got there so <laughs> uh so i hope he comes back All right. So that is our next topic. Uh, Great use of your two minutes. Okay. All right. So uh, the next topic is Kelly's motivation to become guardian. Go. Okay. Well, so (laughs) I must say I was watching the episode um, earlier today and I was like, huh, like her guardian, her transition into guardian, despite only going to be it's gonna only going to have happened in like a handful of episodes like you know 10 episodes at the most already more believable and makes more sense to me than james's where it was like <laughs> james spent seasons trying to convince people you his guardian and then gave it up very easily uh <laughs> as soon as as soon as everybody was like as soon as he had no pushback on being guardian he was like you know what it's not fun anymore is the thing. <laughs> uh but <laughs> like his camera got run over and he was like that's it i'm taking it to the streets and you're like <laughs> why why do those two things go together but hers is like she's like oh you know i've like i've seen i've i've been on the side of like the heroes and i've seen what it, it is like to be kind of like powerless in that scenario and i like really want to help other people and now i'm like a social worker and i see the you know the problems like out here on the streets and like street level and like i could really make a difference i'm gonna hack into the systems i learned that from andrea rojas i learned that from doing all those tickets last year and so so i'm gonna really make a difference and even in her training in in this last episode she was like it made sense to me, like the way that she was having using her training and like, oh, I can't get the move exactly how Alex wants me to, but I can use this, you know, this clipboard to save this awful person. And like, I, I, I really like that the way that they're, you know, they're building her up and also really big, really big opening for the news gal or news boy <laughs> legion there. I mean, if they didn't set it up, if that's not her happy ending, I don't know what is. Put put a newspaper into those little orphans' hands and let's go. <laughs> if they don't do it, I'm going to take it as a personal attack. Personal All right. attack. <laughs> uh, next topic. Uh, Esme, the sassy foster kid that Kelly meets in the foster home. Uh, go. I love this. Um, I love her. <laughs> I love her energy. Um, I think this this really transitions perfectly into what I, I'm assuming that we're going to be screaming about for the next um, minute, which is <laughs> they've really set up like the newsboy slash news get like news child person. Uh, 
<laughs> news kid legion uh they set this up perfectly like maybe she helps them all get jobs and they're doing like a paper route and then like they uncover some corruption they realize like if i just throw this paper <laughs> i can do it but like it, it we've kind of set her up as being like the guardian wink mm. wink wink of this house which again I mean, they gave her even a better origin story for the name Guardian than they did for James. <laughs> he was just like, I'm going to, I think it's like Guardian will be my name. And you're like, all right, James. And so now you have a cute little sassy foster kid going, you're like our Guardian. She's like, <laughs> I like it. I like it, even though it was James's name, but I'm stealing it. Um, I do also like that James like sent her his old Guardian outfit. And she was, and she's like looking at it thinking this will not do. We're going <laughs> to. We're going to bedazzle this where everything will be gold. Gold <laughs> is what I'm imagining. <laughs> and I feel like Esme was probably the person who like, she like later on, we're going to see in like a future episode. She's going to be like, well, this is my outfit. And Esme's going to be like, no, it's not girl. No, it's not. I don't like it. It doesn't flash. It doesn't pop. You know what pops? Gold. I'm I'm seven years old and I love gold. <laughs> and I can see Kelly being like, you know what? good good thoughts good thoughts i i do i like as she was my favorite uh because of how she's like really focused on justice you can't take her bread that is unjust and she will <laughs> she will kill you for it like i, I like that energy <laughs> uh esme the sassy foster kid okay i had another topic but i think we'll talk about it just in this week's episode so we're gonna skip that one yeah. uh so the next one is uh, William Day's off-screen girlfriend. Go. God bless. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm undecided. Is this like a situation where it's it's his girlfriend, uh, but she lives in Canada, and you're like you can't you can't see her. You can't see her. No one sees her. She's really busy. She's really busy. No car. She can't come out for drinks with us because she's so busy. And she lives in Canada. She lives, I've seen her so many times that we make out all the time, but, <laughs> or I feel like, I feel like I can't decide if they've decided that William's a bad love interest and they're just kind of, kind of put him into the great British bake off and push him out to, <laughs> to see, like put him on like a, an ice flow, but it's got like a soggy bottom and he just kind of goes down. <laughs> no one notices. Uh, or if they're like trying to set up like a situation where Kara is going to eventually be jealous and they're going to get back together. One of those situations is better. And I don't, <laughs> I feel like you could probably figure out which one I think is better, but I do like, <laughs> I do like that he met his girlfriend like baking. And now I imagine like every time he's in a scene, I want them to mention baking and they've done it so far and I appreciate it. <laughs> and I want him to go like really hard into like a great British bake off situation where like at the end of the show, when they're doing like the little cards for everybody, like where'd everybody end up? Like, <laughs> William's card is like he won the next season of the Great British Bake Off, and um, and and then you just see him with like a giant bread shaped like a Supergirl or something, and he's like winking, and and then and then his girlfriend's next to him, but like he's just basically he just has his arm around some woman who's like, it's not me, I don't know this guy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, you know what? Good for him. He's found love presumably and uh and she's real definitely and they <laughs> and they love baking is the thing <laughs> okay that is gonna do it for william day's off-screen girlfriend 
<laughs> All right, our last topic that we need to get Morgan's uh, uh, catch-up thoughts on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Lena investigating her family history and possibly going after her or her mother, who we all uh, were told was dead. Uh, so uh, thoughts on Lena uh, venturing off to uh, uh, do some uh, family ancestry. Go. Well, I don't like that it means that we haven't had any Lena in episodes. That's been kind of tough for me. That's been tough for me personally. I don't know what she's wearing. I don't know how inappropriate <laughs> it is. She's she's going back east, and I'm hoping that it's like it's cold there, but she only wears shorts. Like she's committed to <laughs> always wearing the wrong thing at the wrong situation. They're like, why why are you wearing a romper? It's thirty degrees out. And she's like, I can't feel it. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, first off, when she said she was like, I'm going to investigate my family history, I'm going to go back to and I whispered, Ireland. <laughs> and and then she said East. And I was like, no, no, that's not that's not where that's not where you're from. We all know. We all know you barely are doing the accent, the American accent anymore. Just let her be from the UK. Um, but I'm, I'm interested in like where this is going to like, what, what is this going to lead to? Because there's no reason to like do all this lead up. And then like, my fear is Lena comes back and she goes, my family's crazy. Uh, my, my great aunt Esther gave me a, a, a cinnamon roll and I went to a Wawa. And then like, <laughs> we never, we never talk about like, maybe, maybe she just, it's like a crossover with mayor of East town. And it's like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> just, a, she's like in the gritty Philadelphia suburbs. And <laughs> everybody's asking her if she wants some water ice. And, uh, I mean, that would that would be a spinoff that I would watch. And if they're preparing us for that, I love it. I love it. But if not, they have to do something with this like family storyline because otherwise, Ooh. why are we? Why is she gone? And why are we spending time on it? So there better be some big revelation. I suspect it's going to be that her mother is not actually dead because they're mm. like really like really pushing like she's like okay, I've come to terms with my guilt and I'm ready to learn about her family. And then like all of a sudden she jumps out in a in a red wig it's katie mcgraw in a red wig she's like hello my child <laughs> just in time just in it oh man morgan thank you so much Ooh. for humoring me uh, <laughs> i thought that would be an easy way uh well easy for me uh more stressful for you uh to catch yeah. up on the last two episodes since you weren't able to join us to talk about it uh, but, uh, wow. I feel like I need like a Gatorade. I'm like, somebody <laughs> pat me off. <laughs> uh, the people in the chat really liked this format. We should maybe do, do this again. <laughs> Lightning round opinions that are just strange. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll maybe do that again in the future, uh, somehow. Uh, but yeah, so thank you for, uh, letting me pick your brain about the last two episodes that you missed. And I guess uh, I see. Um, actually, I have a comment from the chat, which is Electra says, according to an updated episode description, she's going to Newfoundland, and Newfoundland, also, Newfoundland, Newfoundland. Uh, which is actually very Irish. So I could be wrong. We could be getting some accents. Is 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 Lena Williams' Canadian girlfriend? Oh my God! <laughs> <twist>. <laughs> 
<laughs> she just pops up at the end with like, <laughs> with like a cinnamon roll. She's like, hello, sweetie. It's me. <laughs> I just, I think as my commitment to having Katie McGraw play every role in this show, it turns out that like, that like, Lee, like, Lee, like Katie McGraw in a wig is, is uh, William's uh, off-screen girlfriend. She's got like a blonde wig and she's like, I love baking. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so good to have that update about uh, the the uh, uh, I guess the location where Lena is going. We haven't heard much from uh, from Lena uh, this week. We didn't see her at all, so we don't really no. know what she's doing. So we'll I guess we'll find out in a, in a coming episode. I would love it if there's just an episode and it's just her like going around like talking to people, like trying to find out about her family. But there's like no A or like a B or C story. It's just Lena kind of hanging out, like getting to meet the locals. What would the locals think of Lena Luther? Like. <laughs> She goes into the local watering hole and she's like in a head to toe Prada and she's like, <laughs> hello, <laughs> tell uh, me about my papa and my mama. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope we get to see that. I'm going to be me really too. upset if we don't. Uh, but I guess we should get to talk because we talked about the last two episodes we and <laughs> uh, I think we should talk about this week's episode, which was called uh, Still I Rise. So here is the official description Quote, Supergirl intervenes when a building in the Heights that was set aside for low-income housing is suddenly at risk to be sold to a major corporation, which is definitely not ripped from the headlines whatsoever. <laughs> uh, Supergirl recruits Orlando guest star Jaleel Swabi to help her win over the city, but things go awry when Nixley shows up. Meanwhile, Nina, uh, Nia trains with her mother, guest star Kate Burton, unquote. Uh, I want to th- start with my favorite aspect of this episode let's, let's do it uh because you know i, w- I want to start positively uh there are some things I, I definitely did not like about this episode but i want to talk about the the thing i really loved about this episode so morgan what did you think about nixley in this week's um, episode? my new favorite character <laughs> i adore her um no that i love nixley i like her like villain energy i think that the actress is doing a great job i think that she's really good at playing manipulative and being like oh no i want to help you with the thing that i want to help you with and like you you can you can understand why people would buy her like you could understand why like nia bought into it and Kara bought into it and um mitch our good pal mitch bought into it but like you can always kind of see her like what what that she's got a plan b going on behind the scenes and like it turns out like a plan c and i <laughs> i i like somebody with like a multi-layered like kind of a you know like a multi-layer dip but for your her revenge schemes i like that <laughs> so like this layer is is my uh my seething hatred for you supergirl <laughs> and underneath that there's a lot of daddy issues <laughs> uh no i i love nixley and i like that the way that they set her up in the phantom zone episodes kind of like gives her a little bit more weight in these episodes now that she's like a serious villain like she was kind of she's villainous in the phantom zone 
But now she's like, we have that backstory and we have that kind of connection between her and, and, and Kara where they kind of, I, I think Friends is taking it a little bit far, Nixley. I mean, I know you've been stuck in the Phantom Zone with some rocks as pals, but like <laughs> you and you and Kara were casual acquaintances at best. But, <laughs> but like they, they did sort of go through something together. And I think that you could understand her perspective that Kara completely betrayed her. And so I think you can understand her, like her, her motivation for revenge makes sense to me. And I think that's really important for a villain. Like I, I love a good, like just crazy villain mustache twirling, but it always helps if there is like a little bit of like an understandable core to them. And I think that like they gave her that understandable core. They gave her kind of this backstory with their family that's messed up. And they gave her this, complicated relationship with Supergirl now and now they've built her up and now they can unleash her on the world <laughs> and boy is she doing great I I love her I love her energy that last scene with her and Supergirl was like everything I want this show to be yes! consistently yes! everything everything I was like yes she's chewing scenery Supergirl's upset Supergirl's trying to like get out of this situation I'm wondering how does she do it and then Boom, she calls Mzias Pitalik. Like, I didn't see that coming. I kind of screamed at the end. Like, that's the most excited I've been in a scene of Supergirl in, I can't tell you, it's been a while. So I love what Nixley is bringing to the table. Honestly, I, I kind of hope she is the villain for the back half of the season and like just her. We don't maybe we let's not bring Lex back. Let's not bring oh, Lex back. Oh, please don't ruin the Nixley <laughs> stuff by bringing. Because you know they're going to. Oh, they're geez. eventually going to. That's mm -hmm. fine. Maybe not until the finale. Not until the finale. He can come out, and then they can just push him into a closet and close it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with so much of what you said. It was so frustrating for me for the most of the episode. And we'll talk about some, some of the, the housing storyline because it did get a little topical. Uh, but I was frustrated by a lot of that because it felt very forced. And then at the end in that ending scene, it felt like the show was able to like be free and be creative. And I think the show for me has always been better when it leans into that comic booky side, there's two. There's two shows that are warring against each other. <laughs> one is the political agenda show, and one is the hey, let's have fifth dimensional imps causing trouble in the show. And those those things have never really gelled together. And I think the show I've always enjoyed the show more when it was like, oh, fifth dimensional imp has locked Supergirl in some sort of magical ice. That was exciting for me. That was so fun, and it was great because. They made Nixley a really formidable villain for Kara. Kara was scared in that yeah. scene. You could tell she was like, oh, no, what am I going to do? Um, and I think that puts Nixley on a really high level for a villain. And it also gives Kara a chance to, you know, kind of get out of that and become a better hero because of it. And I was trying to think of the fact that I have not been this excited about a villain in so long on this show. And I think it's because in season four, the villain was bigotry. And the season five, society. <laughs> and season five, the villain was technology. technology. And so there yeah. was no, there was no real like the, the real per villain personal is, villain is systemic injustice. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I would love to. Uh, we would love to get rid of that, but can she punch it? Like, <laughs> I think, I think the problem is that like some like the Supergirl the show doesn't seem to like hasn't decided if it wants to like 
go into like campy comic booky and just kind of have fun with it or if it wants to be like a serious show tackling serious issues that are dealing with like the society is dealing with right now and it's like it hasn't found a way to marry those two things so instead it just kind of feels like you're on a roller coaster of <laughs> highs and lows and weird middles and you're like what what's the tone here like decide on a tone uh and i feel like having watched those three episodes like back to back to back uh i feel like i enjoyed those three episodes a lot more and yes they were all very topical like very topical but uh, i feel like they at least in the last couple episodes have managed to to get a decent mix of like comic booky stuff and topical. So it's like, yes, climate change, the world is dying, but also garbage monster. That's fun. <laughs> and and it was fun. I love the garbage monster. It was so on the nose that it came back around to being like comic booky and hilarious. And uh and so I feel like they've been doing a, a better job at like meshing the things that they're trying to do, but it's still sometimes a little jarring. So like the uh the stuff with Nixley is the stuff I want to see. It's like the stuff that we all came to see because it is a comic book show. So, okay, surprise, like we want the comic book stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, if I had to put a number on it, I would think it would be like 80% topical and then 20% comic <laughs> book. And I wish it was the other way. Like I yes. wish that was flipped. Yes. Uh, to where it was majority comic book because I just I got so excited about Nixley as a villain. I got excited that Mixley uh, that Mixie was. I almost said Mixley because I'm saying Nixley and Mixley. <laughs> I know. So uh, so I got excited that Mixie was coming back. I was excited that there was magic on this show. Um, uh, so much of that was great, and I I loved Nixley as a villain because the whole episode is uh Kara Supergirl trying to uh, save this housing this affordable housing unit. She's she's going to talk with council people. She's using you know, the power of Instagram lies. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, that stuff made me laugh so much as somebody who has to do like social media for my jobs. Like I can't imagine a worse, a worse uh, fate than having to do an Instagram live. So I was like right there with her. I was like, oh girl, that's, that's not going to be good. But also they did it so poorly. I was like, really? So your whole thing is that you're trying to convince people of your side and like all you're going to take is like really combative questions called saying that like you're doing the wrong things. Like maybe you want to screen those questions just a little bit. Well, (laughs) and that was the show's way of like getting the other side in, making the other side all villains and all terrible people uh which is kind of the opposite of what they were trying to make is the case like you you should you should listen to people's voices and they were like no we're not we're 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 not going to respond to those questions on instagram live because she she hears those people and what they say and then she takes off because something happens and she doesn't even (laughs) respond to it and of course that was because she needed to go save some people but it's like you're not even like supergirl wasn't even engaging with those people on the Instagram live, but that's a whole thing. I was just so uh, pleased with Nix- Nixley as a villain because the whole episode was Supergirl trying to save that housing uh, establishment, <laughs> just trying to, you know, making everybody feel bad about themselves and the choices that they made and trying to save all these other people and like, you know, their jobs and their housing and, you know, bringing families together. And then Nixley in a second 
knocked all that down. Like she <laughs> literally knocked oh, it all so down. Brutal. It was, it went, was brutal, but I, I loved went, it because no, it made her such a good not, villain. Not the housing. She <laughs> just went to a city council meeting <laughs> and they are so boring. <laughs> like I felt for her in that moment where she was like, I'm never getting that hour of my life back. Now it's gone. Great. Now I, I had to do an Instagram live. I had to go to a city. Supergirl truly suffered in this episode. She did. She, she had to do some truly unpleasant things in this episode. <laughs> yeah. So I really, I just, that ending scene made Nixley such a great villain because she took everything that Kara in that moment cared about and she just destroyed it, just took it down. And so I, I really enjoy that. And I was just thinking about how like, the uh the last couple of seasons of the show like they would do topical things like the you know affordable housing and all of that and then they would do the comic booky stuff and the comic booky stuff always seemed like a better show to me yeah. like when in season 4 when Lex showed up the show just like went up in quality and in season 5 i'm trying to think what Ooh, what made it good five. season season 5 though it had, you know, like it in had season 5 i'm trying to think of what was good there <laughs> it had hope the ai Hope the AI. It had the Kara, uh, Lena. It's a wonderful uh, life. Yeah. Yes. That was, a great uh, one. that was, that was very comic booky with Mixie. Um, and so I think all of those things really elevated the show to make it better. And I, I just, when I saw Nixley like take down that building, I was like, this is what the show should be like all the time. <laughs> and it's it's just brutal. An entire episode about, um, what I've always wanted more of on this show which is national city real estate yeah uh, and then at the end at, at the end the real estate just comes down and in this market come on also in this mar <laughs> in this market nobody's aggressively built bidding on uh, an office building okay so that was super unrealistic there would uh they would be better off having it be affordable housing people want housing nobody wants offices right now <laughs> yeah, yeah donna says see we do need a supergirl radio real estate person to tell us the value we of that property <laughs> yeah uh, i i guess we could talk we, we this could lead us to talking about the the topical nature of the episode which is uh uh, not something I really want to talk about, but I guess we'll get into it. Uh, but this this was basically, I mean, it wasn't really creative. They basically just ripped this from the headlines with New did York you, and Amazon. That's yes. exactly what it is. And did you know that gentrification is bad? Because I came in going, I think it's good and then at the end i was like oh super well supergirl told me it's bad no it's it's it was just one of those things where it was very you know it's very it was very high level it was very like i can give you the stats on recidivism rates and i was like i'm listen supergirl radio writers i mean supergirl writers i'm sure that you <laughs> i'm sure that you can i'm sure that you can and it seems like you're about to um <laughs> but is this really uh on the flip side i do uh, like occasionally not not all the time which is sometimes has become but occasionally i do like the idea of supergirl fighting an enemy where her powers are absolutely useless <laughs> and there's really an no bigger enemy where her powers would be useless than a local city council meeting <laughs> like she's she comes in and she's like i have freeze breath and i can fly around the world and they're like i don't care this is about zoning laws and she's like <laughs> hmm 
okay, what if I looked you directly into the eye and I told you to hope for something better? And she's like, I'm a politician. I don't have that soul that you're looking for. And so it was kind of fun to see like, this is a Supergirl's greatest enemy, a local bureaucracy. And, <laughs> and so honestly, weirdly enough, like we, we've harped on the, you know, Supergirl, like Supergirl is trying to do a rip from the headlines, but not great. And this one I didn't have that big of a problem with. And I think the reason was twofold. It was that the character in it had been previously established in the other yes. episode. You're referring so, to Orlando. Orlando. So I already cared about him. And I cared about his brother, Joey. I cared because they, you know, they intersect it with not just Supergirl's story, but also Kelly's story. So there was sort of two axes in which I like kind of got to know those characters. And so bringing them into this, this episode was smart because otherwise it would have just been like, like car going have you heard of this thing called gentrification and um you know oh no um <laughs> but i think through the sort of the lens of like getting to know those characters and also kind of following characters we see a lot of like car swooping in to save the day and then like swooping out and it's like did that dude get a can that dude get a job though i mean you, you saved him but saved uh and so i thought it was interesting to have her like kind of get into like more complicated things like yes i'm saving the day all the time but like not that doesn't always make everything better magically because i punched the garbage monster in the face <laughs> and now climate change is over uh, <laughs> so i thought that there was kind of an interesting approach to the idea of like supergirl is really good at some things and that stuff is you know fighting nixley and like fighting you know world killers and things like that and it's not so much like making sure that the city has affordable housing in their zoning laws and like maybe supergirl doesn't have the particular skill set required to change everything and obviously at the end she magically got it done and then of course it came down so <laughs> lol jk <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I thought that there was something interesting in the idea of, like she was trying to go about it in all the supergirl ways where she was like if i listen I, I know what's going to fix this and it's going to be looking them in the eyes and giving them a hope speech. And she does it. And the council member is like, yeah, I literally, they just told you I've been working on this for years. <laughs> that was what you thought a two minute speech was going to come like turn me around. No, no. Do you know how many interns I've thrown bottles at for, because of this project? I'm too far down the rabbit hole now. And so I thought that that was kind of an interesting perspective because we see so much of like Supergirl going, have you thought about hoping? And then people going, <laughs> no, I hadn't. Shoot. I'm going to change everything about my life. And I like the idea of her going, okay, I'm at a council meeting. We all just have to hope for a better world. And they're like, yeah, no, we're still going to let Amazon move into this building because Amazon's giving us like a billion dollars. And so I like the idea of like, Supergirl not being able to Supergirl her way out of this problem. I thought that was a, an interesting perspective. And I, I kind of wish that the show had kind of had the convictions and had just not let the thing work. Like if it was still just going to be the Amazon building, essentially, like at, at, at the end of all that, even after they saved everybody, they were like, I mean, the zoning laws and we already we're pretty far legally in with Amazon and like, feel bad for Orlando but like that would be like kind of more realistic and kind of show Supergirl like not everything 
the Supergirl approach doesn't always work with everything, but they did kind of, so I feel like they kind of copped out at the end when it was like the heartwarming story did work on most of the council people, just not blonde ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they needed it to work in order for it to come for, down. For it to, yeah, yeah, for it to be a, a heartbreaker when she'd spent like an entire day doing something, which for Supergirl, which for Kara is a long time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've actually, because because we haven't talked about like the last couple episodes, I have been enjoying seeing Kara A go to work and show mm. up for her job and yeah. B, do some actual investigating. I know it's been a lot of like, topical things like you know for-profit prison is bad and like climate change my god and now it's like <laughs> affordable housing we should have some um but it has like it has made Kara do some research and like put some pieces together and be like oh my god was the nice warden not that nice and uh <laughs> and it was it's been kind of refreshing to see because we were promised seasons ago that she was going to become this investigative reporter and it never happened and so at the very least these last few episodes it felt like she's actually going to work i don't know like she had a change of heart in the phantom zone she thought like she she really thought about her life and she was like i should go to work more. <laughs> uh, and i feel like she's really putting in some effort now <laughs> yeah she's she's uh carrying around stacks of papers and you know she's sitting she's at her desk she's looking up stats she's looking up things. stats and saying words like recidivism uh, she's she really, knows you know, what that word is now. <laughs> she she is she is really expanding her vocabulary. Uh, I do like the way that they used Kara, but I guess more specifically Supergirl in this episode, even though her entire uh, day's work was destroyed in a snap. Uh, I so did li- I did like that uh, she did connect with Orlando. She um she you know goes to see him and talks uh, with him and gives him the opportunity to. Uh, share his perspective at the council meeting. I have always wanted something like that with Supergirl because I think, you know, we always see Supergirl saving national city or saving the world or whatever, but she's never like, uh, well, I guess never, but uh, is not the right word, but usually she's just saving the world with her, her group of friends, with her super friends that she doesn't normally go outside of the normal cast. <laughs> and so it's nice to see her connect with a citizen, citizen of national city actually on a personal level, connecting with them and their story and trying to help them and improve their life, uh, uh, improve his life, I guess I should say. Um, so it was uh, it was nice to see that. It was something I've always wanted to see, but I just I hate that it was tied into some political nonsense. I really don't like it when the shit because they just don't do it well. The writing, I thought, was not any good. They said stuff like, you know, we need to, you know, uh, be, keep, you know, keep sharing things on our platform. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I, I will say the uh, the idea, the idea, I think, was good. Right. Which was that, like, no one's going to listen to Supergirl talk about the like, you know, the tough things about affordable housing because she's Supergirl. And what right. does she know about it? But maybe they'll, you know, she can step aside and be like, I'm Supergirl. And this is my friend Orlando. And he's like, oh, God. OK, here we go. Um, but. But the way that they went about it was very, like, heavy-fisted. Like, we have a platform and that platform. And the one thing I will give the episode that I'm, I'm going to give it props for is that they definitely – that they undercut that with some comedy, which was that 
insane PSA. No, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Brainy and Cara do in the beginning. That's like, eat your vegetables, kids. And that made me laugh hysterically. Like the idea, like they came to the idea that like we have a platform and we can tell people like about important issues, but they started it in like the most crazy way ever. And I thought that that was really, I, I thought that that was like, I liked the way that they did that. Like they did kind of layer in, they layered in some comedy, they layered in like a good message. And then there was just like a really heavy part in the middle where it got like very, very like stare you in the face. Like, Hey, Hey, your platform. And they're like, Oh no, God. <laughs> it just, it just seemed to me like they were, they had been given a list of talking points and they had to insert them into the script. And it just felt like they were copying and pasting like talking points. Like that's what it came because it's especially in Catco when Carr was talking to William. I, I was like, Carr, talk like a normal person. You're talking about things like you've read this out of a textbook or something. Like talk <laughs> like a normal person. That normal people laugh. don't talk like this. That made me laugh so much because she was like, I've looked up stats all day and now I'm not a person. I'm just a stat machine. Did you know that the recidivism rate? And he's like, oh my God, please stop. He was, he was, a, I could see his soul leave his body and then go into the bake-off tent and make <laughs> himself a nice, like a, a like a nice Nice croissant like he was he was gone he was like car you have to stop talking about statistics no one wants to see your pie chart then <laughs> <laughs> that's what andrea told her and she was right uh but yeah I, I did like uh the stuff with orlando i thought the actor did a really good job with his big speech at the city council i just thought it was interesting the more i thought about it because it was like okay so uh amazon or or koya uh comes in uh, I, I don't can know just what that, call it Amazon. It was it's, Amazon. Ba it's basically <laughs> Amazon. So Amazon comes in. What about those people that have jobs? What, what, you know, what about, you know, in the real life scenario, there were like 25,000 jobs or something that were rejected. So what, what about those stories? What if those people had a sob story like Orlando? Uh, you know, what, what happens to those people? So, well, I, 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 think I just that's thought why there was, like, if you're going to tell personal like such... stories, why, why only be one-sided? I know. And I think that's why it's such and I, I, I appreciated that they showed the people on the Insta, Instagram live, even though William was a absolutely terrible moderator. I think that William's mad at her for just taking off and is now just slutily trolling her. <laughs> um, maybe him and his girlfriend from Canada, who's totally real. Um, totally. But but like they were like, we're really excited about this and it's going to make the neighborhood a lot better. And I think it's this is one of those issues that's actually like pretty complicated it, which is that like yes like it brings in a lot of jobs but as she mentioned on the show like often with these things it prices out the people who then did used to live in the area and so it's a very like it's not you can't do uh like you can't solve gentrification in a 40 minute superhero show and so maybe maybe you just kind of touch on it in a different way instead of like trying to be like, this is how we do it. This is, we're going to solve it all. We're going to save this one building and everything will be great. It's like, will it, will it? Even yeah. Like <laughs> so, so I appreciated that like speech with um that scene with Brainy and Cara at the end where Brainy was like, well, you know, systemic issues aren't as easy as like saying a PSA about eating your vegetables and like, we, we just got to try our little bit at a, at a time and just kind of like chip away at it. Like we can't solve everything at once. And I thought that was kind of a fun Supergirl because she was like, that's it. I'm, today 
I've woken up and I'm solving gentrification. <laughs> and you're like, Kara, oh God, no, you're not. Oh no. <laughs> I think at least by the end, she was like, well, it's a lot harder to do stuff like this than it is to punch a garbage monster. <laughs> yeah. And I- I'm curious how they're going to address this in the next episode. Cause I guess they will have to, because the Ormfeld building is no longer there. So uh, what Poor happened? Orlando. His Orlando is. Having- <laughs> he is just out of luck. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of to your point. I'm actually kind of invested in Orlando and Joey now because <laughs> I've, <too. laughs> I've gotten to hang out. And so I've actually liked this stretch of episodes because it is telling, you know, a, a somewhat cohesive story. Like I can kind of follow it, you know, from and, one one point to the other. And it's one of the things where I feel like Supergirl really could have, throughout its run, invested a little bit more in like making National City seem like a place where other people besides the Super Friends lived. <laughs> like <laughs> br- briefly, we had Brian the alien, who was like a character that we saw occasionally, and then Brian left. You we know, don't know what happened. Who to knows? Brian. He's probably based on the recidivism rate. I think that he's back in the <laughs> he's back in the clink. But uh, how many times can we say the word? recidivism in this episode. It's not even an easy word to say is the funny thing. Uh, So let's let's try to work that in as many times as we can by the end of this live stream. just like Kara. Um, but <laughs> but I, I think like just having I think about some of the shows that I really love and like the the revolving cast of characters who just like will pop up because you know if you live in a place you'll see this person occasionally you'll bump into them at the grocery store and you'll you know see them at your favorite coffee shop and it doesn't mean that you talk to them all the time, but they exist because they're a living person in an area and uh, i think about like you know shows that like done that like parks and recreations where like there's minor characters there's like the purred happilies that like <laughs> you're never gonna get like it's not there's never gonna be a deep dive on purred happily <laughs> but he like exists in the world and they're gonna bump into him and i think that supergirl had like a really op real opportunity to do that and have like you know car bump into people that she saved before in the past or like you know how exciting was it to see the the you know the little dragon again the oh, second yeah, time the spike spike the spike. Uh, yeah yeah the and like yeah you get invested it would be great to like you know have see supergirl save somebody and then bump into them again later and see what's going on with them like there was really an opportunity to make this feel like you know like a city or a world where like other people exist besides the super friends and they kind of never did that so i like that the fact that like Orlando and Joey's story has kind of continued over the course of a couple of episodes because it it's kind of like back in season four as much as we rag on it when they did that flashback episode where it's like every May the city is destroyed and that's really <laughs> plummeted housing prices and now we've lost our business and it's like yeah it would be terrible to live in National City and like other people live there and so like I, I like the idea of having like reoccurring minor characters that just kind of make you feel like national city is a real place <laughs> yeah i'm i'm curious if we'll get to see more of them they did also did this with uh uh claude Nolton's uh character silas at the very beginning yes. of the season as well so they're they're trying they're trying to <laughs> a little bit of a new format where by by making these characters feel like real people and I appreciated that because in the, uh, I think in the first episode back when Kara has to sort of like address her trauma from the Phantom Zone, she's like looking at files and one of them is about Silas and that oh, he was yeah. like, 
one of the first, you know, victims of the phantom attacks. And I was like, right, that guy. I remember him because he showed up more than once. And uh, and it's like, oh, and now he continues to exist. And as we've known on Supergirl, like sometimes major characters will just not exist anymore. Has anyone ever mentioned Maxwell Lord <laughs> once again? Ever? No, because he didn't exist past season one. <laughs> like, like sometimes characters would come and they'd be big deals and then they would never be spoken about again. Like, I don't think that Alex has once been like, you know, th- my ex-fiance Maggie... <laughs> Like, not even when she was, I feel like not even when she was, like, starting to date Kelly was she like, well, I had this whole really, really intense relationship with a a, a woman I almost married. Her name was Maggie. No, they're not, like, once they're gone from Supergirl, it's as if they never existed. (laughs) You're like, you're not allowed to say their names again. No one one wonders what's up with Sam and, and that little girl. (laughs) <laughs> no, uh, Ruby. Ruby. Yes. No one wonders what's up I with I almost them. forgot her name because she hasn't <laughs> no, been back. No, no one checks in with her. And, <laughs> and Alex almost stole that child. And so I, <laughs> and so it's just nice to see them, like, minor characters come back occasionally and continue to exist. <laughs> okay, so speaking of that, uh, we did see Mitch again. <laughs> speaking of, yeah, exactly. And I think, you know what, uh, I would say, like, from a... <laughs> taking a step back this is probably because of COVID not because of any kind of like writing (laughs) epiphany it's probably that they like because of the COVID bubble just need to keep reusing actors Uh, I had a question about the blue skin so Brady Brady says the blue skin is not in use because of an image inducer Uh, I think it's because of a budget cut oh yeah I think it's a budget reducer definitely yeah I don't (laughs) think they have the budget for the blue makeup uh, but also, why would Mitch need an image inducer? He stays on that <laughs> ship and he just kidnaps other aliens. So why would he ever need to blend in with the Earth's population? Yeah, I, yeah, I know. So, so I know. even even in the 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 justification in the show, I was like, I'm not buying that. I, I just I don't think you can afford the makeup anymore. I think I think you ran out of blue makeup and you don't have any money. Yeah, they. uh, Yeah, I'm just thinking about all the like the. uh, uh, Did you ever watch Arrested Development? Yes. Tobias wanted to be part of the. I I blew myself. (laughs) I wanted to be part of the Blue Man Group. Like, hear yourself speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Phrasing, Uh, but uh, no, it's it was one of those things where I was like, wait, who's that supposed to be? He looks really familiar to me. And then when they were like, oh, it's Mitch, but but he's not blue now because of the image inducer. I went, oh, no, times are. <laughs> oh, God, we're gonna, the, the, by the finale. The finale is going to be in a black box theater, basically. <laughs> <at this point. laughs> yeah, so I guess they have to save on effects and uh, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> Nicole's comment is there's only so much blue green makeup to be used per episode. And they did. I guess use up all their makeup on Brainy in that one scene. Yeah, uh, for the PSA, and so there was no, there was none left for poor Mitch. <laughs> and you couldn't really do an image inducer there because you had to have his skin match the greens that they were uh, trying to encourage people <laughs> to eat. Uh, yeah, so uh, Mitch uh, now does not have blue skin. Okay, uh, let's move on to talk about another set of aliens. I guess that's not a great segue. Uh, but <laughs> Nia, 
made a deal with Nixley, which uh, debatable about uh, whether that was a good idea or not. She did uh, unleash a a force of hell on earth is what her mother told her. Not not a great thing. Uh, But so Morgan, what did you think about Nia reconnecting with her mom for 24 hours in the dream? I almost said dream world and realm at the same time. And it came out (laughs) as dream realm. Uh, So the dream realm, what did you think? (laughs) I liked it. I I thought that it was a, they've really built up this sort of Nia arc where she's realized that like, I don't know as much as I want to about my powers. I can stop a tsunami somehow, but I don't really know how, (laughs) (laughs) which is funny because like we've been harping on like that. Her powers can do anything uh, anytime. Uh, And I thought it was, it was nice that they brought back like, she doesn't even really know what her powers can do. And, and the person that who could have told her that was her mom and her mom's gone. And so they've brought, they've pulled that thread through the season uh, really nicely. And so I think by the time you get to Nixley in her dreams going like, I can give you your mom back. <laughs> like it's not out of nowhere. Like, yeah, no offense. Sometimes on this show, stuff can happen out of nowhere. It's like, no one's mentioned that for, for weeks. And now, and now Alex wants a baby again. Like it, it's like they can pick things up and drop them pretty easily. And so I appreciate that they've kind of drawn that line through the season. And so by the time she's getting to making this choice that even she knows is like not the right choice. Like that owl told her that owl <laughs> told her and she was so mean to that owl. That owl was like, seriously, don't do it. And uh, she's like, I can't hear you. Wise old owl. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I thought that that was really, I liked that they brought her mom back, um, and that they've kind of dealt with her, her issues with Maeve. And it makes me think that we'll probably have her and Maeve together in a scene, maybe even before the end of the season, um, we might have her like, you know, going home or kind of reconciling that relationship because she kind of saw that the, these crows that were attacking her in her mind were Maeve because she's never, kind of dealt with those issues of like being the one who had the powers and, and running away from those responsibilities of having those and like not wanting to address it. And so I thought that was really good. I liked the stuff with her and her mom. I think they've been doing a really good job with all the dreamer stuff this season. And like, even like in, I think that was the last episode, but like, that Nixley got stuck in her dream was <laughs> ridiculous and made no sense. But I was like really excited about it for some reason. I was like, yes, Nixley, fight that owl. <laughs> my fa- my favorite part um, was that like Nixley was like, first off, I like this owl is attacking me and you can tell that she's bad because she's attacking me. Like the owl, it's not me. It's the owl. That owl is a jerk. And I was, <laughs> can't believe that worked. I can't believe she's like, <laughs> Mia was like, actually owls are, are usually symbols of like wisdom and, and you know, and, uh, and they're, you know, protectors. And Nixley's like, but that one's a jerk. And Mia's like, that one kind of is a jerk. Though, huh? <laughs> like, like, like Nixley was just telling Mia what she wanted to hear. And he was like, you're right about that, but that particular owl, hate, hate that one, hate that one. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I thought that was interesting. And then I also liked, usually like the Mitch thing, the some of the stuff where they're like, we can't use this because of the thing. Uh, but 
But when they had um, Nixley come out and like immediately go like, well, I forgot to mention, we we made this bargain and the bargain sound. I did forget to mention this one thing, which is that like you're stuck in this realm where no one can get you for the 24 hours. I thought that that was, <laughs> it was a good way to kind of bottle episode her into her own realm. And then when they said, she's like, well, my friends will, my friends will come get me. And she was like, ah, like part of the spell is that your friends won't even think about you for 24 <laughs> hours. And I was like, they've forgotten you existed. They've forgotten you. Th- their minds will go to different things like gentrification once they think <laughs> of you. And I was like, you know what? That's solid. Like that, that is a, uh, you know, you saw the plot hole. And you paved over it. Yeah, just covered it up. Good job. Good job. (laughs) And I I thought I really appreciated that, actually. I thought that was great. I was like, good job. I like that. I I don't have to wonder why nobody's calling her up, trying to see how she's doing, because uh, nobody can think about her. Like, (laughs) once they think about her, they think about something else. Like, Brady's, like, thinking about her, and he's like, mmm, broccoli. <laughs> yeah, that was a good way to cover that up. Um, so Ermgard says uh Nia needs to talk to her sister to get rid of the ravens. So what were your thoughts mm. about the things that Nia was seeing in her dreams, like the like the cage thing and the ravens and the dollhouse and Maeve as a young child? What 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 do you think all of that means? I don't know. I'm not like super good at dream analysis. There's a <laughs> lot, there's a lot of birds, and I think she's gonna wanna <laughs> she's gonna wanna steer clear of birds in the future, I think. Um, no, I thought it was interesting though, like she like was kind of learning how to interpret the dreams by like talking to her mom and uh, and realized that like the a big thing that was holding her back is is this unresolved thing that she has with her sister and that her sister like that that represented the ravens i don't know what the cage was about i honestly was like oh, i don't get what's going on here okay <laughs> uh but i thought it was really interesting I, I i like when they use her dream powers as like dreams that like she has to interpret i think that's always more interesting to me personally than like when her dream powers like she's like i'm gonna use my dream powers as like a dream handcuff or a dream whip and i'm gonna hit you with the dream energy and i'm like that's that's okay uh but when it's like i have to i had this weird dream and now i have to interpret it and what is it trying to tell me about the future like that's when i'm really interested because like that's to me is like a little bit more of a like interest it's maybe not as effective as stopping a tsunami with your dream energy but it is more interesting power to me at least yeah i really like the stuff with nia and her dreams and her trying to figure it out i think she's getting better i I sort of buy the idea that she's getting better at it yeah so uh so i and i liked her mom coming back i thought kate burton did a really really good job uh, with uh, the things that she was trying to tell Nia and how she was trying to guide her through the process. I don't know that she taught her much, uh, <laughs> but she did, She did, I guess, provide that emotional uh, uh, need that Nia had had for the, the first half of the season to want to call her mom and try to ask her questions. And so she filled a little bit of that emotional need for Nia. And I, yeah, I think uh, the Ravens and all of that, I think is leading. I'm, I'm really hope if Maeve doesn't show back up, I, what a letdown. So I, <laughs> oh boy, I, I think Maeve has to show up at this point. I hope that's where it's going. Just because there's for, for me, that part of Nia, that aspect of Nia's character is actually really interesting to me. The complication between Nia and her sister Maeve and the idea that 
Nia had the powers, Maeve didn't, and the complications that that brings to their relationship, I think is really interesting. And it's something that kind of ties into Kara and Alex, but makes I was about to say, yeah, it's like a, it's kind of like a, a flip or like a dark side of Kara and Alex, right? Like one of the sisters has powers and one of the sisters doesn't. And what's the resentment there? And especially in, in Nia's case where like Maeve always thought that she was going to get the powers and was like, and prepared for it her whole life and actually did the reading (laughs) (laughs) and Nia never did. And that she was the one. And so there's like a lot of like resentment there. And I think such an interesting relationship and I'm always been sad that they haven't gone back to it. So I'm excited that it seems like they are. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, and I, I never should get my expectations up for the show. Uh, Cause I, I, they're always uh, kind of knocked down a little bit, <laughs> but so I never tried to like, um, like need something from the show. Uh, Cause I don't know what story they're telling, but if it was me, I would probably have Maeve come back and help Nia with something because Nia has the powers and Maeve has the knowledge. So I think it would be really cool if they made up and kind of came to a good place and then Maeve helped her with, you know, understanding her powers. I I think that would be a cool way to end Nia's story on the show, but I'm not a writer. I don't know <laughs> if that's what they're going to do, but I really am kind of, Oh, I'm getting, and my I think that'd be a good way again. to do it too, because the way that Maeve, like the, our last episode with Maeve, she like, was kind of terrible to Nia at the end. She said some really hurtful, mean things. And so I think that like it, when, when Nia and Maeve reconnect, if they do, hopefully fingers crossed, but like, I, I'd like to see Maeve like make amends for that. I don't want to see Maeve still in a place where she's still mad about things. Like she's the one who should be apologizing to Nia. And so I would, I would love to see her them kind of like hash it out and talk about their relationship and, kind of have it out and then have Maeve help Nia because Maeve does have this, uh, Nia's been talking the whole time about, well, the only person who can help me is my mom. And really, I mean, the whole time Maeve's kind of been right there. Like Maeve was the one who did all the reading. Maeve was, you know, was, was reading up on all those dream books and she was, (laughs) she was ready for those powers. She knew everything about those powers because she was pretty sure she was going to get them. And so, like I think it was it's it's also kind of interesting the way they they wrote it, which is like Nia was so focused on like the only person who knows is my mother because I think in the background she did know that Maeve knew, but like she was just pushing that aside. And so I'm I'm interested on like the some like what the symbology of like the crows being around that bird cage, like what was the bird cage and like what's gonna be inside once now that she can get to it. I don't know. I'm not good at dreams. I didn't read any of those books. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did like the, the symbolism of Nia having that glowing or- orb because I don't know if it's obvious or not, but I thought it it uh, was representative of the powers. So the glowing orb it was the powers and Nia had it. And Maeve wanted it. So Nia was like, sure, I'll give it to you. I I want you to have it. And when she did give it to Maeve, Maeve uh, was taken over by a bunch of light. And we know from the comics that Nuranal's sister, Misa or Missa, is the white witch. And she's kind of bad sometimes. She's like kind of a legion of superhero, but she's also kind of bad. So it could have been showing that like if Maeve had 
gotten the powers instead, she could have taken a dark turn. So maybe it was good in the end that Nia got the powers instead Ooh. of Maeve. So I like I thought that was actually for for an episode that was like so uh on the nose about everything. <laughs> I loved the dream stuff because it made me connect the dots in some of those instances. And I really liked that. So uh, I just, I, I just think at this point, if you're doing this stuff, Maeve has to come back. It just, yeah. it just has to happen. I appreciate when the show gives us enough that we can have a discussion and be like, what do you think this thing meant? Like, what do you think that thing meant? Like, what's your interpretation? And because so often the show is like, this is the answer. <laughs> Climate change bad and (laughs) there's not really a discussion you can have about that you're like okay yeah garbage monsters are not good yeah we don't want them there yeah we don't want them we don't we don't want the earth to go kabloom like (laughs) with you there a hundred percent of the way but like here i like that we can be like well what do you think this aspect of the dream meant and like yeah i didn't even think about you know her sister in the comics and that kind of aspect of like and I like, you know, where you can dig into, oh, maybe there's layers of meaning. And unfortunately, sometimes when Supergirl gets really heavy handed, there's not layers of meaning. There's one meaning. It's the one where they're staring you in the face and telling you <laughs> what the meaning is. And it's like, g- give us some credit. Like, <laughs> some of this could be metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just I thought the the Nia stuff has been really good. Like I really like the Nia stuff. I really like the Nixley stuff. And some of the car stuff I think is pretty pretty good. Uh yeah. so uh, aside from the topicalness of some of these <laughs> things, I think what they're doing character-wise with a with a lot of these people uh have have been pretty good the last couple of episodes. Uh so I guess uh, just to kind of wind down our discussion of the episode. So we have uh, seen progression for Kelly. Uh, there was a little bit of a story uh, line for her in this episode where she's training with Alex and she's trying to learn this one move uh, to 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 be able to fight. And she's upset with herself because she can't get the one move down. Uh, so what, Morgan? What, what do you what do you think about uh, Kelly's current status on her way to the to the Guardian Path? Is, is she is she getting there? Do you do you buy it yet? Um, I think she's getting there. I'm kind of, uh, I think I said earlier that like I'm buying Kelly's progression to Guardian more than I ever did James because I feel like with James, I felt like they had this character and they were like, okay, we've got James Olsen. What do we do with him? I don't know what we do with him. And then they just kind of kept. It's not trying. like there's decades upon decades of Jimmy Olsen stories in the comics, like like no, no. boy Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> Which, by no, the way, or- I don't I don't have it with me, but I bought that issue at Dragon Con. Yeah, I, I need to maybe that'll yeah. be a Patreon exclusive. Girl, but um, boy. <laughs> but that that actual issue was in a comic thing at the vendor area, and I was like. I don't care what it costs. I'm going to buy it. So anyway, give me that turtle boy. (laughs) (laughs) This is weirdly personally uh, important (laughs) to me. Don't ask why. Uh, No, but I felt like for so long that they were trying to figure out what do we do with with Jimmy Olsen. And there is a, let's be honest, there's a little bit of that with Kelly too. Like they introduced her as like a therapist. And then they're like, now she's working it support at a technology (laughs) company for some reason. And like, now she's um, like doing social work, which makes way more sense, way more sense with her background than the other stuff ever did. But I feel like with her background, like the way that they're sort of easing her into this guardian role makes more sense. And like, 
much like the Nia stuff, they kind of pulled this line through the season, which is Kelly going, everybody else has powers. Everybody else knows how to defend themselves. Like if, if my girlfriend goes around the corner with her, with her alien gun going pew pew and I'm alone (laughs) in here, I could like, I could die. I don't know how to defend myself. And so I thought that that, like that kind of built up into maybe I want to defend other people and like, maybe I can use these, these like skills that I have, you know, hacking for my IT days (laughs) and, uh, and you know, this, uh, the shield and, and, costume and stuff that my 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 brother sent along to me from wherever he is and uh calvin town <laughs> calvin town i guess, I guess right. he's still in calvin town you gotta assume he's he's turned that paper around by now and <laughs> uh, he's he's put those newsboys to work uh <laughs> that what what if they like uh franchise the news the news kid legion it's just there's like <laughs> one in every city now it's like a mcdonald's um but yeah, no, I think that the way that they've sort of built, they're slowly building her up is more enjoyable to, for me to watch, is more interesting for me to watch than the way that they did it with James, which was like one day his camera got crushed and the next day he was like out on the streets fighting crime. And there was like no middle ground where he, <laughs> where he was like, hmm, should I do this? I did laugh though when... um. in the one episode where Alex was like, I've known about this since crisis. And I was like, have you <laughs> really like we've all she's like we've all like basically like i've seen this coming like how well how? there was there was that one random moment <laughs> yeah like in that's crisis what like, where kelly had the shield i was like well how did she have the shield what? <laughs> i remember us having like a long discussion about like well where's that shield been and where does she keep it and how does she have it? <laughs> uh but yeah no i like the way they've been uh they've been building it up honestly i think that they've been doing a good job with it yeah, it's so interesting to me. I would never have thought that Kelly's Guardian storyline, her motivation to become Guardian, is actually more comic book accurate than what they did with James. Right? She, she's actually, she's more, I think her look is going to end up being more of the Golden Guardian, but she is actually uh, the Jim Harper Guardian uh, from the comics where he invests in these uh, these kids from the suicide slums. Like, she is... She's basically the Jim Harper guardian, which I'm that's like kind of blowing my mind because I don't think people realize that's actually more comic book accurate for guardian than than what happened with James. Although James could have been more of like the Mal Duncan guardian if they really wanted to to get in there. But uh, again, hornblowers left out of the conversation. Uh, my no, favorite one. No, nobody cares about the hornblower. Version. I do. I do. <laughs> the, uh, I'm trying to remember it was was. Maybe it was I'm trying to remember if Mal Duncan is the hornblower or not. Um, but yeah, so there's several different uh, Guardians. And uh, I'm going to have to go back and re-listen to that Guardian spotlight because uh, I'm trying to remember all those things off the top of my head. But it's uh, it's it's refreshing to see that uh, they're sort of subtly, I think, taking from the guard. And maybe they don't know it. Maybe they're just doing this because it's a story they want to tell and they have no idea that this <laughs> is actually more. That would be really accurate. funny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but to me, I think it's more uh, more Jim Harper uh, Guardian. Uh, uh, it's a reflective uh, reflection of the Jim Harper guardian storyline. So I think that's really interesting uh, to me. All right. Well, I guess we should wrap up our thoughts about what we thought about uh, the season six episode. Still I rise. Um, I guess before we get into feedback, Morgan, what, what are your kind of overall thoughts about this episode? Uh, yeah, I, I liked this one. I thought, listen, it was 
heavy handed when when she was trying to stop Amazon from coming over and taking that building. Uh, but I did like that they were they kind of used that heavy handed storyline to say like, hey, Supergirl's really good at some things, but also is like maybe she's not the right tool for every problem. Uh, and sometimes like you can't just like hope speech your way out of it. Uh, I thought that was. I thought that was good. And I thought that they kind of like layered enough into that storyline that I, with the weird, funny PSA and like the conversation with Brainy at the end where she's like, Oh, sometimes I can't just like come in and be like, Hey guys, I'm Supergirl. Don't do that. And like, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then I thought that the, uh, the Kelly stuff was really solid. And I thought that the Nia stuff was really good too. And, um, and I liked the way that they brought Orlando and, and, you know, and his relationship with the, the characters and with Joey and like kind of continuing to build a national city that feels like it's populated by people who continue to exist after the episode ends. <laughs> and so I, so I liked, I liked all that stuff. Um, I, I thought, I thought that the Nixley stuff was, was the highlight though. Like Nixley was scheming. She was chewing scenery. She was taking down buildings. She was freezing stuff. Uh, I, I love her. I think that like, listen, she can do no wrong in my eyes. I hope that she <laughs> stays around forever. And, you know, it was kind of like seeing, um, a bunch of different, um, aspects of like things that Supergirl does in one episode. And if, we saw the thing that they do best, which is that last scene. That last scene is like where the show does a really good job and where I would, I wish it could, would kind of go more often instead of like giving us a gentrification 101 that doesn't really. And, and recidivism rates. Of course. And we said those recidivism rates, but um, instead of doing that, like why not like build, uh, you know, a story around the comic book stuff that you uh, that you come to Supergirl for, like you come to Supergirl for the comic book stuff. And uh, I thought, like, you know, gentrification bad. Yeah, we agree. Uh, but <laughs> it's like I don't, you know, it's 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 always so like high level. Like, did you know the sea is <laughs> has problems? It's like yes. I did. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, some people will watch it and think like, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't know about that or I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to discount the fact that like Supergirl, the show has a platform. Uh, <laughs> we all know. But uh, I, I do think that they're, they're a little bit better at some things. And, uh, and those things are like going going on super like superhero comic book stuff and and when they find a good villain like they had in like season three and season two and season one you know uh, no offense tr- not trying to be sexist but the female villains on the show are the best <laughs> and uh and now <laughs> and now we have this another great female villain and like now i feel like you know things are gelling into place things are clicking and so you know it's it's weird i don't know if it's the the high of watching three episodes just back to back to back like that <laughs> it's i was like oh god so much supergirl um but, but i feel like it, it kind of like at some point like your your brain dulls and you're just like <laughs> you can just kind of smooth over some of the things that don't work as well because you're just like 
all right, I'm here for the ride. And I think that is like, that's one of the benefits of binge watching anything is I think like you, when you get a clunker, you're like, well, that one wasn't good. And you can hit play on like the next episode <laughs> and you can just forget that you don't have a whole week to like, think about like, but if the guns are bad, why does she have a gun? And, you know, <laughs> and you just kind of, you just smoothly go into the next episode. And so maybe some of my contact high from this one is having watched three of them just back to back to back, one after the other, not even changing positions on the couch, just cat in the lap watching Supergirl. And so, you know, maybe I was just after two episodes, maybe I was just like, I'm along for this ride. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's possible I'm just being too kind, but I thought that this one, I thought that this one worked for me. I enjoyed this one. Yeah. Uh, and, and Nicole <laughs> says Morgan you. was assaulted with social issues in the last 24 hours. Thank you for your service. Uh, climate change is bad. For-profit prisons. Uh-uh. Also bad. And, uh, and recidivism rates. That's what I, <laughs> I've learned a lot of things I already knew from these episodes. <laughs> Yeah, for me, uh, most of this episode for me was horrific, and I didn't <laughs> didn't like it. Uh, you but... didn't like the the high school term paper on <laughs> on mm. gentrification. No, uh, I thought the writing was mostly uh, rough, uh, but I did love the Nixley stuff, and I did really like the Nia stuff, and some of the stuff with Supergirl I really liked. So it was kind of up and down for me. I I struggled to watch it, but there at the very end, I was like, okay, you got me, you got me, you. You already had me coming back for the next episode, but now I'm really excited about the next episode. I just hope they don't get rid of Nixley next week, and that's it for her because I, I hope she. Oh God, around. that would be the worst possible thing. Uh, yeah. Please let Nixley stay around, please. Uh, okay. Well, I guess it's going to do it for our thoughts. Uh, but let's find out what our listeners had to say about "Still I Rise." And Morgan, will you do the honors of, uh, of reading the tweets? Of course. Uh, at CM. Uh, Gutieri, a 74 said the PSA to eat healthy in the beginning of the episode took me by surprise and I laughed way too hard about it. And when Supergirl called for Mixie's help at the end, I could barely contain my excitement for next week's episode. Overall, I liked it. Eight out of 10. Uh, at Anthony Nia said a solid episode with a great cliffhanger. My only question is, where is McGann? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. I, I just need to stop reading this. This tweet and like just really, just really think about it. Oh my god! Did did they ever explain? Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Anthony says now a wall for seven episodes. <laughs> I, I what? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna keep going, but this is I haven't I haven't thought of him again in so long. I spent so much time thinking about Orlando. I haven't haven't even considered McGann. I remember I remembered Silas. I remembered Silas. I did not remember him again. That's that's tough. Uh, when the super <laughs> Anthony said when the super friends went to the Phantom Zone, Jean said she was patrolling, keeping National City safe. But that was weeks ago. <laughs> The poor girl must be exhausted by now. <laughs> this is such a good point. What is going on with McGon? <laughs> oh my god. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where she is. <laughs> I hope she's safe out there. 
Maybe Nixley cast a spell over McGon where nobody <laughs> thought about her for weeks. <laughs> Nobody's even like mentioned her in the tower. <laughs> uh. Every time they try to think about McGon, a new topical issue occurs. To them. <laughs> They're like, you know, where is McGon? Oh my God, the private prison system is a nightmare. <laughs> Oh, wow. That was okay. Whoa. Well, I hope we find out soon. <laughs> we we miss you, Magan. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Uh, at SL Fricky said, I really wish this show would put more effort into making the Earth-based alien citizens seem more alien. If not with prosthetics or CGI, then at least how they talked, how they dressed, hairstyles, tattoos, a multicolored sparkly headband, something. Uh, yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, now they're, they're basically just people with image inducers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because of the budget, uh, <laughs> at, at tone underscore ring said, was part of this episode really about national city real estate? Have they truly been listening to Morgan? And, and I will say yes and no, definitely <laughs> no, but I would like to know more about the real estate market. Is this the only place where like commercial real estate is really booming? Is National City a place that is attacked once a year at least? <laughs> like we need this building so that Not- an alien can destroy it. We're going to we're going to put so much so much uh <laughs> uh what's it called? Insurance on it. We got this. And it's not just attacked. It's uh, invaded by aliens uh, uh, on a regular basis. So alien invasions. Yes. I don't feel like national city real estate would be hopping is the thing. But (laughs) I'm always proven wrong, it turns out. And I really, we must have at least one real estate agent listener. And and they need to write in because it's really important to me personally. That we talk about what a bad market this would be for commercial real estate. <laughs> I yep. think that council member is, is really making a mistake here. <laughs> Mind the Gap says uh, the final episode reveals every villain was in on a real estate scam. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I want the final episode. Like all the villains are actually in like a giant like MLM. They'll all, they're all just trying to sell you leggings. Uh, <laughs> Like, this one has Mickey Mouse on it. It's like, no, <laughs> I won't join your private Facebook group. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, at Kaya uh, underscore Matsui said, and to think that Supergirl could have always been this way, a show about Kara and the citizens of National City. It's sad that they only realized it in the last episodes of the series. This was a nice episode. Nixley is a great villain. I miss Lena, though. I did, too. Mm-hmm. Um, at Valkyrie88A, which is harder than I thought to say, uh, (laughs) said, I wish they had combined the last couple episodes into a more coherent arc. They felt like separate episodes built around a social issue of the day instead of a connected story that dealt with very important issues. I wonder what they're going to tackle next week. They're going to tackle and solve next week. You know, we could have some idea if the CW had decided to cut a promo (laughs) at any point since the show has come back, but the CW is just washed its hands with Supergirl <laughs> in a way that I find 
personally pretty offensive as a person who's watched this show for six years. Yeah. And then and then it comes to the end and I'm like, oh, what's going on next week? And then there's no promo. And I'm like, is it off next week? <laughs> no, it's not off. They just decided not to cut one because they don't care anymore. That's They're like, actually true. There's like, there's some medieval show on Friday. Would you like to watch it? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm never going to watch that out of spite now. <laughs> oh, brother. Oh. Oh. Um, at, uh, K. Kyle one said, overall, I like the episode. It's just so dang preachy sometimes. But it had some cool effects, and I love how uncomfortable Kara is with being in that kind of spotlight. And seeing Mizia's Pillock again is awesome. Uh, at Kenny Crayley said, an okay episode of Supergirl. Some good Supergirl Kara moments, even though her decision-making was questionable. <laughs> Nia's story was better this week. Also, some good Kelly Olsen moments, too. I still think that this final season has been dragging on a bit. Two out of five for this episode. And uh, we have a tweet from um, Ho, Jose. Would that be Jose or Josu? Uh. Yeah, maybe Josu or Yosu. Oh, yeah, maybe Yosu A. A. Rios, 1994. So bad at names. Let uh, us know so, if we got that wrong. I definitely did. I, <laughs> I definitely mangled it. Uh, let us know the correct pronunciation so the next time I, I won't mangle it so badly. Um, so uh, they say, not that bad of an episode, but it's time to calm down on the social issues. Car getting most of the screen time is always a plus. The ending was great and looking forward uh, to next week. And then uh, at Rachel Joy 23 said, every time I see the title, Still I Rise, the only thing I think of is this, the song uh, Today We Rise from Gallivant. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for sharing that, Rachel. Uh, the episode title, I believe, is taken from the poem Still I Rise uh, by Maya Angelou. Uh, should we do a reciting of the poem? Oh, boy. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> would you like me to do it? or I, uh, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm not. I, I don't know that I have a good, like, poetry voice. Like, I could do the, like, but I, I don't think like, that snap. it's going to help me. Yeah, snap. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. So I guess if we're just going to lean into the title of the episode, uh, this is uh, Still I Rise by Maya Angelou. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Because I walk like I've, wa I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like moons and like suns with the certainty of tides, just like hoping springing high, still I'll rise. Do you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't you take it awful hard because I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my back, digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness, but still like air, I'll rise. And this one is really funny. Does my sexiness <laughs> upset you? Does it come as a surprise? Uh, Maya Angela's talking about her sexiness. It's very interesting to me. Does my sexiness <laughs> upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting of my thighs? Oh, this is a little uh, too much Ooh. for this podcast. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> Maya Angela. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the 
tides of history shame I rise. Up from a past that's rooted in pain I rise. I'm a black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear I rise. Into a daybreak that's wondrously clear I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. And that's can, Still I Rise by Maya Angelou. Can I just say, you have to have some, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like a healthy ego to, <laughs> to name your episode after one of the great Maya Angelou's poems. <laughs> One of the most well-known ones, too. Yes, uh, Maya true. Angelou, pretty a pretty well-known, prolific, and and well-respected. Like one of the greats. One of the and greats. You're, you're like just like this episode. Of <laughs> Listen, I I gotta appreciate the moxie. You're like <laughs> you're, you're like this one. This one's going down in the history books. <laughs> this, this one's just like Maya. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Well, I guess it gave us a chance to read that wonderful poem from Maya Angelou. So <laughs> there is that if you had never read it before. All right. Well, we have an email from Daryl who writes, quote, Car is definitely mentoring Nia. She has her same na- naivety. They are only now realizing Nia's struggle, which should have already come. The problem is that they're doing it now in the final season. I'm so glad that Andrea is played by someone so beautiful because her dialogue is awful. That P- PSA was also awful. It made me long for the days when Cara was doing commercials for Lex Luthor's DEO. If James had done the training Kelly is doing, I might have supported him as Guardian more. Kelly has value, and I hate that the writers aren't letting her see it. She proved it last week, yet they still make her think she has to become Guardian to make a real difference. Kelly would make a kick-butt therapist, but I guess the writers don't see the value in that, unquote. And I think Daryl has a good point about Kelly. Yeah. Uh, maybe Kelly could have been more involved in the whole Orlando Joey storyline. I feel like Kara and Kelly could have maybe been more uh, as a team on that front. Yeah, I agree. I think that there there's been some there's been some instances where it feels like Kelly would have actually like worked in the story and 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 served it well, and they just kind of missed it. You know, like Kara having a lot of trauma from her experience in the Phantom mm. Zone, and mm. and Kelly maybe dealing specifically in, you know, PTSD and trauma response and not having any conversations with her at all <laughs> it was is a weird choice, I it's will say. A missed opportunity, I think. Yeah. It's a little bit like a missed opportunity. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Julia wrote in to say, a good episode for Nia. She made an understandable choice with unforeseen consequences that created a great opportunity for character development. She's a young hero who makes mistakes and is learning how to be a better hero from them. I hope. I'm really excited to see her do more on the show. It's also nice to see them set up the seeds to address Nia's strained relationship with her sister, as it was a thread left dangling since season four. Nixley is shaping up to be a cunning, formidable villain. The super friends do not lack in power in their team up, but they do get outmaneuvered. It'll make for a much more interesting conflict instead of punching or laser beaming their way out of problems. It was a little surprising that the whole team went into a structurally unsound building without a clear <laughs> evacuation plan as it makes them look a little clumsy and inexperienced, but oh well. It's best not to think too hard about it. <laughs> um, 
Watching Cara get repeatedly embarrassed about the Eat Your Greens PSA was fun to watch. It's small in the episode, but moments like that make the characters feel less like ca- ca- cartoon caricatures. I think Jesse Rat's Brainy is fun to watch because he's great at this and has lots of opportunities to showcase his not-so-heroic side. See stress eating, getting too drunk at a party, habitually oversharing, etc. Overall, it was a fun episode to watch that reminded me a little of seasons one and two in a good way, of course. I'm looking forward to the next one. Uh, P.S. I'm unable to watch the live stream now due to a time zone change, but I'll watch them on YouTube and probably send in emails like this one instead. Love the show. I'll miss hanging out with everyone. Oh, well, we oh. are certainly going to miss you in the, the live chat, Julia. But uh, our, our schedule is probably going to be shifty uh, <laughs> for the next like, uh, well, we'll probably be on Wednesday nights uh, until the, the end of the show's run and then Maybe we'll go back to Tuesdays. I don't know. So I don't know if that's going to benefit you at all, but uh, hopefully (laughs) uh, you'll still be able to join us in uh, sharing your thoughts, even though you can't be with us. Uh, But thank you for writing in. Personally, I blame the CW for scheduling against us uh, (laughs) and making us give up our Tuesday time slot. (laughs) We were definitely here for standing Tuesday time slot. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get we'll get back there eventually. I feel like, you know, odds are in our favor. Uh, Well, Ermgard sent us an email writing, quote, this week's episode was gun control episode 2.0. Well, at least in this episode, they gave the other side a chance to voice their opinion. I think they kind of did that in the gun control episode with like one scene with Lena and that was it Uh, (laughs) in the gun control episode we only saw it from one side not all sides that being said Orlando's speech was great Kara's not so much now for the good (laughs) parts I think Nia will have to have a talk with her sister no matter the outcome only then will she fully master her dream powers those ravens need to get her out of her dreams oh so that's how uh, Ermgard's interpreting that and uh, Ermgard also asks, what can I say about Danson? Loved Alex teaching Kelly how to fight, but she is actually way more advanced in fighting skills than when Kara was uh, training with Alex, when she started training with Alex. Uh, Ermgard also thinks that Nixley is a great villain. I'm glad everybody seems to love Nixley. That makes Nixley's me happy. the best. Ermgard <laughs> uh, also finishes out saying, it was great to find out that Jesse, uh, find out from Jesse that uh, Jesse Rath, that he improvised the don't sit in my chair line. And uh, <laughs> Ermgard also says this is the second episode that featured Martian Manhunter holding up a wall. I do, I do believe it has something to do with David Harewood hurting his foot during production and having to wear a boot. Uh, thinking of it, he is not doing so much walking in the last two episodes so far, unquote. So, oh. uh, yeah. So if we don't see Martian Manhunter in a lot of action scenes, it's probably because at this time uh, when they were shooting it, he was injured. So that's a good thought. I kind of hope they start to lean into it and they're like, okay, Car, Car, you go fight this villain. Nia, you go fight that villain. Uh, Jean, you go sit in that chair really hard and keep it on the earth. And he's like, yes, I got it. <laughs> There's just always some reason for him to like lean against a wall casually or something. So what we need you to do is keep up the structural integrity of this wall, Jean. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Uh, I love it. Um, Omni uh, or Omi wrote in to say um, the latest episode of Supergirl made me feel like I was watching a PSA where someone has to explain to me the social issue because apparently we live under a rock while Supergirl writers forget the majority of the viewers who watch Supergirl knows about social injustice. Uh, Everyone knows when Supergirl is handling an issue, they can never be subtle, but Supergirl's writers treat us like idiots who can't understand the message they're sending. They have to explain why something is bad instead of 
showing the consequences of other people's actions and then letting us come to our own conclusions. They spent time having speeches for getting character development and story progression. I would have enjoyed Kelly's story more if it was you can be a superhero without a cape um, or become a vigilante. Now the message is for Kelly not to feel weak. She should be a vigilante. <laughs> by being a social worker, you can help people in the community by letting their voices be heard. Uh, it's it's true. Like Kelly is in many ways already a superhero for you know her her work that she's doing. But now it's like now she's going to take the next step and. Uh, Donna shiny gold suit so now <laughs> so, she's legit <laughs> yeah now she's really a hero because well, uh, they can't just let anybody just be a normal person on this show like Alex needed to be a superhero with blue eyeshadow and a hood and like just nobody's normal like they could have just had Alex and Kelly just be cool and like they Alex was already kicking butt without you know without the, the outfit yeah, I, I think it would be perfectly fine to just have, like, human characters who are awesome. Uh, it would have been okay. <laughs> it would have been fine. Uh, but I guess we'll see how things go uh, for Kelly and Guardian and uh, see how that uh, happens when she makes her, her full, uh, you know, superhero debut. See if she's ready for it. Uh, well, I think our last bit of feedback is actually through a voicemail. So let's uh, see what that has to say. Hello, this is Mark H.B. E-W-M? Hmm. Must be a fifth dimensional name. By now, I'm sure you've heard Supergirl and Brainiac 5 talking about the value of eating greens. But, as a middle-aged man with a sedentary job, I'd like to take a moment to sing the praises of donuts. Donuts are great for bursts of quick energy. And some of them even contain fruit, such as apple compote, strawberry jam, or blueberry cake. This time of year, some of them even contain vegetables, like pumpkin. And they don't typically bring the unwanted, embarrassing side effects that you get with broccoli. So, by all means, eat those greens, but don't rush to cancel the donuts. And if you see one filled with raspberry jelly, save that one for me. I think I am the only one who uh, appreciated the PSA for actually uh, sharing healthy eating habits because for so long on Supergirl, uh, I have been agitated with Supergirl eating donuts all the time and setting a bad example for people because uh, if you, if you like I do, look at uh, articles that like if I, if I do a, an internet search of uh, what foods cause cancer? Uh, donuts are at the top of the list. Uh, so donuts, super bad for you. It, wonder, wonderfully, you know, tasty, of course. But uh, donuts are sometimes food, as yeah. Cookie Monster would say. <laughs> but not great for you. Broccoli and greens, much better for you. Brainy is right on that. So I'm actually glad. <laughs> and I was kind of mad at Supergirl because she was acting like she was, I mean, I guess she was embarrassed of the PSA because she didn't like how, like, they did it, I guess. But I was actually kind of mad at Cara that she didn't want to stand by the, you know, eat your greens and have a healthy lifestyle. That actually made me mad at Cara. I'm gonna, if I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, that kind of made me mad at her. What do you have against broccoli, Cara? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know Kryptonians don't have to deal with, like, the healthy eating and keeping your body from deteriorating <laughs> much faster. I, I guess Kryptonians don't have to deal with that. But we have to deal with that. Humans have to deal with that. So uh, I was kind of agitated with uh, 
Cara for not uh, being happy about healthy eating. But Mark does make a strong case for donuts. So I yeah, will give him and a- I. I definitely didn't have any kind of like pumpkin donut today. In fact, it's not. <laughs> I, I woke up and I rolled over and I immediately started in on my broccoli. Didn't. <laughs> I had my first pumpkin uh, product of the season today. It was great. I was like, ah, oh, my season begins. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely did eat a donut at Dragon Con. So I, I can't say that I've never eaten. I, I think I might eat one a year, which uh, is uh pretty good for me but yeah i just donuts are like i i try to stay away from them so <laughs> so i really uh i i just want to let people know uh, i find a moderation most, on donuts please. i find most donuts to be pretty medium actually however i will say that there is a federal donuts and i should have told you this rebecca there's like a federal donuts like across the street from that the our wedding hotel and federal donuts in philadelphia makes the best donuts, the best donuts. And so like my only request, I was like, the morning I'm getting married, the only thing I want, you have to get me federal donuts. (laughs) I have to start the day right with all the food groups, every type of donut from federal donuts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I was that nerd who uh, walked across the street to the the market and bought uh, a carrot uh, ginger juice, I think it was nice. a carrot celery juice. So, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to. You know, I have a lot of problems, so I need to be as healthy <laughs> as possible. So. Start the day out right. We, <laughs> in our own ways, we both started the day out right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I guess we should get to an email that Mark also sent uh, because he wrote in saying, "Quote." Morgan, welcome back. I hope all your loved ones made it safely through the storms. And I guess if you want to take, good, good. Uh, I guess we could uh, take it because we we kind of started the episode with um, all of uh, catching up on the episode. We did we didn't talk about you know uh, the fact that you got married and uh, I did. <laughs> things are new and different. So um, I don't know if you wanted to talk about that with the listeners, but sure. Uh, <laughs> But Morgan did get married, so congratulations uh, to Why, you and Mike. You. Why, thank you. Uh, it was a great day. We all had a good time. There were a lot of familiar faces. If you listen to my podcast at the wedding, Rebecca was there. Kat and Amy were there. Uh, good times were had Sarah, by all. Sarah was there. Sarah Sarah officiated the ceremony, in fact. Uh, and she did a great job. She, we were, she did do a good it's job. It's so funny. Before, the, before we were like, oh, I, I bet we're going to have so much fun at the the reception i bet that's going to be our favorite part like after the the wedding we were like was your favorite part the ceremony too like the ceremony was so so good yeah we had a we had a great day and we didn't get rained out which was a little touch and go at one point uh and it was really fun and i i i enjoyed that i got to to put rebecca at the uh what i call the like the ringer table it was one of our best (laughs) tables we had had rebecca there we had uh cat and amy we had like a lot of we had andrea towers also who's been on this podcast He's been on Supergirl Radio. Yeah. Just a lot of friends of the pod at that table. <laughs> that, was a, that was a really good table. I wouldn't have wanted to be on any other table than that one. That was really good. And I just, uh, I, I, I don't want to like, you know, uh, spoil the wedding ceremony, but I don't think it would come to anybody's surprise. My, 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 uh, my pleasant surprise of the wedding ceremony, and it shouldn't have been a surprise, but when, uh, when you all got to the vows, Morgan's vows were so 
funny and it should not have <laughs> surprised anyone. I don't want, know why it surprised me, but I was just like, yeah, this, this feels right. This, this, this is, this is right. Like <laughs> they, were, they were really, they were really sweet, but it had like the Morgan Glennon, like uh witty touch to it, which I enjoyed. I we, we we made sure that we didn't read each other's vows because we wanted those to be a surprise, but we did both send them to Sarah. And I, oh. I became concerned because his word count was higher than mine, and I knew that. <laughs> and I was like, I must win the vows. <laughs> and so the way a healthy marriage always starts. And so I like I messaged Sarah and I was like, are tonally, are the vows very different? Because if I need to workshop these, like, did did I did I go too hard on the jokes? Like, did I instead of making vows, did I just am I just doing a type five? Like I don't want to do that. <laughs> and she was like, no, actually there's like a lot of like synergy between the vows and you should not change anything and I was like okay good <laughs> and then everybody like five people independently mentioned the one time that Mike wore business casual to a pumpkin <laughs> patch which is my favorite part of the wedding is just like every single person mentioned it in the speeches to the point where his his best man was like I was gonna mention how much uh Mike wore business casual but I feel like we've establish that quite <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna move on uh so that was really funny i was like oh we all just thought to mention it i will say i just thinking about a fun supergirl radio tidbit is that my um my maid of honor actually worked some um some sound into her <laughs> um her speech which is great i i think they, she recorded it so at some point i'm gonna post it because it's incredible um, but she started out with it being like a podcast, like a like a true crime murder podcast. <laughs> and she played the serial music in the background and she did like the podcast voice. And then she like started to interview Sarah and then she pulled the mic away and was like, <laughs> we'll never know. Uh, <laughs> and then after like that portion of the speech, she transitioned into like um, a very superhero centric portion of the speech. And she played the Supergirl. The, like the background music in the background. I don't know if you noticed that, Rebecca. Yes, it was the theme song to the TV show. It was. I was like, is that Supergirl? <laughs> <laughs> it At was. one point she mentioned something. It was like something about like Wakanda, like vibranium or something. And I looked around. And I saw all the like all the like older people in there like, what is happening? <laughs> and, and, and she goes, we all know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> It was fantastic. It was like the uh, like I'm I'm biased, but it was the best maid of honor speech I've ever heard. <laughs> it was pretty good. I I thought the the whole the whole wedding was very sweet. So I I was honored to be there, and uh, I was uh, grateful uh, to you know get to meet you and Mike you know in person and get to see all the you know the legendary ladies and to see Sarah and uh, I had uh, done some things with uh, Andrea Towers. So it was it was really fun to to be around everybody. We should do that more often. We should. I was I was saying to like my guys, I was like, listen, we we did a really good job with our seating chart, but this one table is phenomenal. The ties <laughs> that everyone has to each other is just so like everyone knows each other. <laughs> it was great. Uh, well, I'm glad it was successful and it looked like you all had fun on your honeymoon. Don't want to make the whole podcast about like 
you know, your honeymoon, but, but I'm glad that I'm glad that you, <laughs> that you had a good, it seemed like y'all had a good time. We did have a good time. And to Mike uh, and to Mark's point, um, everybody was fine. We did find out on our honeymoon as we were like, just floating in the pool and we're getting like, <laughs> the, like the group text is blowing up and I'm like, what's going on? There's a tornado <laughs> in New Jersey. Uh, so that was a fun, I, I had to call my mom and be like, mom is, is a twister taking you guys away? And uh, she was like, oh yeah, we're in the basement with Ralphie, which is my mom's dog. Aww. And I was like, oh no, oh my God. But yeah, it's uh, our, our area got hit a little bit hard. Like roads were flooded and like up by, um up in like by New Brunswick and New Jersey. It was like all the roads were flooded. Like it, it hit some areas really bad, like took down like whole houses, which is mm -hmm. not, not a normal thing that happens right. here, like at all. Um, so if Car could go punch some more garbage monsters for us and like really fix this climate yeah. change thing, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry to hear that, uh, but but it sounds like uh, all of your family at least uh, made it out of it. Okay, so that's that's good. Ooh, that's crazy that's, weather here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a lot of rain and bad storms around that time. Uh, uh, but on a personal level, for me, Dragon Con was beautiful. So uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll maybe talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> but but uh, but yeah. So it was kind of a weird uh, weird couple of weeks there. The weather was very bad. Uh, but uh, it's it's it seems to have uh, gone past us now, I guess. Um, well, Mark did have some more things to say. He he said, "quote When Nixley told Nia that she'd have to bottle, uh, she'd have to be bottled up with her mom for twenty four hours. I was scared that with as few episodes as we have left, they'd burn another one on a bottle episode with no Kara. Fortunately, I was wrong, and it wasn't the case." Uh, Mark uh, ends his email saying, "I did enjoy the main Kara plot, although I can see myself getting bored with the whole." freed prisoners being treated unfairly storyline and the eat your greens PSA was hilarious. I foresee a follow-up where they extol the virtues of hand washing. <laughs> so maybe that's going to be an episode here uh, on down the line is uh, we'll get some, maybe, maybe a COVID something or other. I feel like why, why not at this point? Just, I mean, just get into it. It seems likely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we wrap up our feedback, I think we need to make some snap judgments. In the game of snap judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary. I feel like I'm going to be rusty because it's been so long. It has been a while. It's been a while, but all right, let's get to it. Um, first one is from Mark, better villain, evil city counselor, Nixley, or intergang terrorists. This is, this is not even a question. It's definitely Nixie, Nixley. Intergang did almost nothing. And the evil councilwoman was d just doing what she thought was best for her, her, her city. So I'm going Nixley. <laughs> we should like, she had been working on that for several years. <laughs> I mean, that was her job. That's what she was doing. I mean, I, I felt a little bit bad for her. Like Supergirl just parachuted in like one day before the vote and was like, have you considered this? <laughs> like, where have, where were you at the other city council meetings, Kara? Maybe you should get more involved. <laughs> and I think that is the true lesson uh, as I take this tide stick as a, you know, a pointer is that you should get more involved on the local level, Kara. <laughs> That's where you can affect change. But... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> that PSA aside, Nixley obviously is obviously the best villain. <laughs> um, so uh, we have two from at Kaya underscore Matsui. Would you rather be locked in an ice cage forever or locked in a f- cell full of ravens forever? uh i get cold really easily and i don't i don't like being cold at all uh i guess nobody really likes being cold but i definitely don't like being cold so i don't want to be in an ice cage forever so i'm just gonna i'm gonna hang out with the ravens i'm gonna i'm gonna take uh take my chance with the ravens and see what happens i like birds i'm a a birder so i think (laughs) ravens and i could maybe get along Rebecca's just got like those little binoculars and she's like, it's another raven. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think, yeah, I think the raven is, is the clear winner because it doesn't say in this that the ravens are always going to be aggressive. At at some point, the ravens are going to get used to you. You're going to get used to the ravens and now you have friends and they're birds. And that sounds fantastic to me. So, I mean, I don't see the downside on that one. So I think it's obviously ravens. Yeah. Okay, and, I, and I just want to clarify something for Andy. Uh, he he wonders if birder is a term. Oh, it is. Bur- birder <laughs> is a term. Uh, birding is the active uh, activity of going out and looking for birds. So uh, it's mm-hmm. kind of pretty simple. Uh, if you're a birder, you like to look for birds. Yeah, you just like kind of wander around. Fun fact, I bought the book of, and I'm now I'm going to forget what his name is, but he played fits in pretty little liars i think it's ian something and it turns out he is an avid birder and like half the book was like i went into these woods because i heard about this rare bird that was gonna be there and i was like oh gosh he's such a nerd i like him so much now (laughs) (laughs) so in case you were ever wondering uh, what birders are really smart people the, yeah, birder, the, no birders, birds. the birds I know know like wingspan, like they can spot a bird but based on wingspan, based on sounds, based on colors. I, I can't hang with those people. I just like pretty <laughs> birds, but I can't hang with the people who are like, yeah, the wingspan is so big. It, it, I can't see it with my naked eye, but I can see that the wing. I'm like, what? how do you know that? So those people do not underestimate them. They're very smart. <laughs> And I feel like they're pretty active, too, because it feels like it's like a, like a lot of hiking, just like hiking around, looking yeah. at birds. And like, I wouldn't I wouldn't cross those people. They can hike and they can they can get wingspan. They can figure out wingspan. <laughs> Who knows what else they can do? <laughs> um, OK, Kaya asks, if you could have one of these characters uh, on the show back for a day, who would you pick? Queen Rhea or Aunt Astra? That is really that's a that's a Sophie's choice for me. It really is. I loved both of them. <sighs> I guess maybe. Hmm, do you have an answer, Morgan? Because I'm kind of stuck. Oh, this is a really tough one. Okay, so I feel like this season, Astra might be great because. Oh, we, I get yeah. That's a good. That's a good back, way to look at it. We yeah. bring back Zorel. And then there's like, like there's like tension there. They're like they're mad at each other, and like Zorel's back, and Jason Bear's back, and he's wearing that outfit again. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go Astra. <laughs> I think that's a good way to look at it because she Astra would have more story in season six, whereas Queen Rhea, what she would be fun to have back, and I love Terry Hatcher, <laughs> but what would she be doing? Although, what if you could do like a Queen Rhea Nixley team up? I would be really into Ooh, that. That would be good. Uh, 
But I guess if we had to make a snap judgment, I, I, I'm with you. I think Astro is probably the, the right choice here. Okay. So we have a snap judgment from Anna. It's long and let's just prepare ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I've missed you, Anna. I hope you've been well. Okay. <laughs> Morgan, would you rather, what would you rather have happened during your wedding? All right. This is interesting. I can't wait to see where this is going. <laughs> A fifth dimensional imp appears during the reception and turns all your wedding guests besides Rebecca into toddlers for an hour. And you are in charge of keeping them entertained and safe until the spell ends. Or pirates appear from the water right before you say I do with the sole mission of kidnapping your groom. And you and the other guests have to fight with swords to save him and save the wedding. Oh, geez. Well, that is a tough choice i have so, to say i need some clarification so am 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 i not turned into a toddler so no is you're it, not you're so not is it so. you and me taking care of these toddlers for an hour i think so yeah i think we both have to take care of like a hundred toddlers for an uh an hour that's a that's a lot that's of toddlers a, it's a lot of toddlers it's a lot of toddlers the tent the tent flaps were open all night. So we're going to have to like kind of corral them in somehow. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and your reception was near uh, or, or and your yeah. ceremony was near water. It so was near the I, Delaware I, River. <laughs> uh, you, we don't want any toddlers just kind of hobbling I would, over there. I'd be worried they would get into the water somehow. <laughs> uh, and I don't know if putting them hmm. in the, the house. What, I mean, you, I guess you I don't put uh, that, that in the that historic mansion though. Yeah, <laughs> they had like priceless <laughs> pieces of art. They and did. Pieces. There was a moment. Nay upstairs. What if a toddler gets up there? Uh, I think we gotta go pirates, Rebecca. I think, I think we, we gotta... have to go. That would be way more fun. The, the toddlers, I mean, it's only for an hour, so maybe you could tough it out for an hour. <laughs> but I think the pirate thing would be way more fun. I think the it would be dangerous would be... for Mike, though. It 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 would be dangerous for Mike, but like I get to save him at the end and then that's yes. pretty fun for a wedding. Like that's like, look at, I'm the best wife already. <laughs> <laughs> you could do sword fights. Sword and... fighting. I could do that thing where they like, they, they hang on a thing and they come yeah. down. Yeah. Tarzan style. I could do one of those. Yeah. I feel like I've watched a lot of like a lot of super, a lot of legends. I've, picked up some moves and despite the fact that i have no upper body strength i have swords <laughs> in this scenario and so i feel like i feel like let's take i think we could take the pirates rebecca is the I, thing i i, I so we, am i am i also all fighting i think we're all fighting okay. the pirates and i think listen okay okay my yeah, reception okay. was a scrappy bunch so i think that we could take them oh yeah no no question about it i think i think everyone at that wedding could take on some pirates and save <laughs> yeah. my <laughs> I think we could do it. Uh, that's probably if I was going to make. I think this was addressed solely for you. But if I <laughs> no, was going I to make a choice, you were uh, there too. This is a big experience you'd have to have. <laughs> <laughs> so I would probably choose pirates as well. And I think we would definitely save Mike in the yeah, end. Of course, and uh, that would be a great uh, way to start your wedded blisses of <laughs> <laughs> pirate rescue. On what, the what a, I mean, the, I mean, the pictures would have been incredible. <laughs> <laughs> would the photographers come with us? I guess. Just I think I don't think action. that they would. I don't think that they would have helped, but they would have captured all the magic. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a sight. All right. Well, I think we're gonna uh, wrap it up on snap judgments and uh, finish up the live stream. No judgments on your snap judgments. 
right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of a Supergirl radio discussing the Supergirl season six episode titled Still I Rise. And I think uh, at this point in the Supergirl radio episode, we do need to get to some plugs. We have both DC TV uh, podcast plugs and Supergirl radio plugs. So we will get to those and uh, you can learn more about how to keep in touch with us. If you would like to contact Supergirl radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podchaser, and Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on and inspired by the CW Supergirl TV series. We are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. If you like what we do, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy our Supergirl radio live streams, make sure to subscribe to the DC TV Podcast YouTube channel and hit that notification bell to get notified when we go live and wired. DC TV Podcast also has a T Public store, so if you are in need of new DC TV related t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, onesies, mugs, notebooks, pillows, or stickers, go to supergirlradio.com and click on the T Public store link at the top of the page. Supergirl Radio is part of the DC TV Podcast Network, so if you also like The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, Titans, Doom Patrol, Batwoman, Stargirl, Superman and Lois, and the upcoming Green Lantern, Justice League Dark, and Strange Adventure shows, and DC TV After Dark. You can subscribe to the DC TV Podcast Mega Feed on Apple Podcasts. Follow at DC TV Podcasts on Twitter and like DCTV Podcasts on Facebook, or else. This has been a message from Hope, inhabiting the Flash Vessel, also known as New Rachel. Would you like to tell people, Morgan, about the DCTV Podcast Tea Public Store? Oh boy, I would love to. Uh, speaking of the DCTV Podcast Tea Public Store, we've got some designs that tie into the episode, like Dreamer, and the Ravens, and Supergirl eating donuts. So... Yeah. Got some good stuff. Yeah. So if you're interested in that uh, PSA or the dreams that uh, Dreamer was experiencing, uh, looks like the Ravens are a thing uh, on uh, some mugs or T-shirts or whatever you want to get. So definitely check out uh, check <laughs> out the DCTV podcast T public uh, store and get you some uh supergirl stuff uh well we would like to thank our uh legion of uh, super sponsors for supporting the supergirl radio patreon uh those folks are michael sam Anne marie grout yvonne quinn jessica nicola leslie susan abby ermgard Miriam, sheree donna nicole lizeth deb and i think zibi hung Shao and anna and i guess i should uh uh mention uh, that we might, uh, I, don't, I don't want to tease it too much just in case things fall through, but uh, uh, if if you've ever, uh, say, wanted Anna on the podcast, 
uh, that may be happening next week. Uh, so uh, just a little, put a little, the, 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 the CW might not be te- teasing Supergirl episodes, uh, but we're, we're going to be teasing Supergirl radio episodes. So we may get um, some Anna next week. And if you would like to become a Supergirl radio Patreon supporter, you can go to patreon.com slash Supergirl radio. We have four uh, different uh, monthly levels and it just uh, gets you some uh, extra behind the scenes uh, uh, Supergirl radio goodness. Uh, so uh, that's it. You know, you're going to get your regular, you know, free Supergirl radio episodes like you're used to and like you like it. Uh, but if you just want some extra Supergirl radio, uh, that is what the Patreon is for. So thank you to everybody who has been supporting us through the podcast. Uh, through the and, Patreon. I didn't yeah. say that right. Supporting us. So supporting the podcast through the Patreon. Is what through the Patreon. Yeah. I mean, if they're supporting the podcast, great. If they're supporting the Patreon, great. If they're supporting the podcast through the Patreon, even, even better. better. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as a reminder, we're still running our Flat Supergirl photography contest. And uh, to enter, you download and print Flat Supergirl, which you can find in the video description of this live stream in the show notes of the audio podcast or at the right-hand side of SupergirlRadio.com. You just cut out Flat Supergirl, and then you attach her with uh, some tape or glue to a popsicle stick, a pen, or a pencil, and then take a creative picture with Flat Supergirl. It could be whatever you want. It could be whatever Supergirl wants. You mm-hmm. should ask her what she wants to do. Uh you both can find your bliss together is the point. <laughs> um, but make sure that you take a picture because that is important because you're going to want to post that picture as many as you like to Twitter, Instagram, and, and Facebook and tag at Supergirl Radio and use the hashtag Supergirl Adventures. Now, I have said before, I have said many times that you have almost an infinite amount of time to do this. But now we know that's not true. And that you will have until Supergirl ends, which is sometime in mid-November. Is so. it November 9th? I'll have to dig that up. And we'll do that in a new section for next week. But I want to say it's like early November. So you it's, only yeah. have a few more months left. To- so so here are some things that Supergirl could do with you. Oh, this is good. Suggestions. Yeah. Suggestions. Haunted Hayride. Oh. Apple picking. Ah. Make sure. Get her, get her to pick the apples at the top of the tree. She can fly. Uh, <laughs> pumpkin picking. She's only made of paper. So try to remember that when you ask her to lift the pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And, and I uh, personally, I would love it if you took Supergirl with you through a haunted house. Oh, my and gosh. Then, yes. And then got one of the performers yes. in makeup, in like makeup, to take a picture with Supergirl. Now, I know that this is a pretty tall ass. <laughs> But it would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) The scarier, the better. The scarier, the better. If Supergirl maybe has some little fangs on, I don't know what she wants to do. You (laughs) add dress up. She could could be in costume. (laughs) Yeah, maybe Supergirl wants to go out with you for Halloween. That'll be normal and no one will be creeped out by it. Take her with you. (laughs) But make sure you get those pictures in before (laughs) mid-November. I was so mad at myself because at Dragon Con, I met... Uh, Laura Vandemar. This is actually the third time I've met her. She probably has no recollection of the other two times, which I'm fine <laughs> with. I understand she meets a lot of people. Uh, but this was the second time I've gotten my picture made with her. But I went down to go see her. They have this area called the Walk of Fame. And I'm so mad at myself. I had a flat Supergirl with me at Dragon Con. Uh, and I didn't. I should have used flat Supergirl with the picture 
with Laura Vandevoort. I should have had Laura Vandevoort like holding Flat Supergirl. And I just, ah. I goofed up the picture. So I did take a picture with Flat Supergirl at Dragon Con <laughs> uh, when I did the Supergirl panel. But I really, I really should have done Flat Supergirl with Supergirl. I'm so, like... It, it, when I'm 90 years old in the old folks' home, they're going to be like, Rebecca, do you have any regrets about your life? And I'm going to be like, I have one regret. I didn't use Vlad Supergirl in that picture with Laura Vandevoort at Dragon Con in 2021. I had Vlad Supergirl, but I forgot her. Yeah, I was. I had meant to print out Flat Supergirl, kind of just take Flat Supergirl through through the wedding with me. Like, like I, no. I was gonna take. I wanted to take a selfie with the in like the dress with the Flat Supergirl. I thought that would have been funny, and then I forgot completely. And then I was like, what I'll do is I'll just take Flat Supergirl on the honeymoon. That'll be fun. Like you know, Supergirl in Mexico, and I forgot her there too. So, super <laughs> fun. I mean, Supergirl really for the best. You, 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 I'm gonna you, have to you take had her other to things going patch on. now, and so I'd make it up to her and tell her I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You should have taken her with you places, but uh, but she could have gone okay. to Mexico. She could have been in the swim up room. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, I actually had uh, several different opportunities uh, to use Flat Supergirl. <laughs> I met Tom Welling and Tyler Hecklin and Sam Whitwer. Uh, so I just really goofed it up. I didn't uh, I didn't use Flat Supergirl in any of those pictures. So that's on me. Uh, so I'll have to make it up to myself in that regard. <laughs> at point. Uh, but yeah, so definitely get your pictures in of Flat Supergirl. Well, uh, you can find me on the interwebs. Uh, I'm uh, on Instagram at the Derby Kid. I do have more Dragon Con pictures there if you're interested in that. Uh, you can check me out on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash duckbogprod. I'm going to be getting back into my Batman v Superman reviews this upcoming Sunday. Uh, 4 p.m. Eastern is when I do those live streams. So definitely check them out. And if you'd like to hear my panels from Dragon Con, I did two of them. They are now in the Supergirl Radio podcast feed. They're also in the DC TV podcast YouTube channel. So you can actually see the video of them, uh, which uh, you can't really see our smiling faces because we have masks on while we're talking. Uh, but you can see the video <laughs> of that. Uh, so you can either listen to them on SupergirlRadio.com or in the podcast feed, or you can watch the video on the DC TV podcast YouTube channel. I did two. I did uh, Supergirl, The Final Flight, which is basically talking about the final season. I basically was like an emergency moderator, like the moderator <laughs> didn't show up. So I was like, I guess I can do it. Um, and then uh, I did a Superman panel where we um, had a battle royale of the Superman and sort of picked our favorites in different categories. So that was really actually very fun. So uh, all good panels. So if you're interested, definitely check them out. Those sounds fun. I can't wait to watch those. Um, so I, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at MojoTastic. And you can also find me as a host on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. Um, we are currently planning our sort of like end of the season wrap up because, uh, we all had vacations and marriages and things like that. <laughs> I unfortunately took Kat and Amy away from their lives to be at my wedding. So that kind of threw the whole schedule off. So we're, uh, we need to regroup to, uh, to talk about the the finale and like the last episodes of the season and then i'm sure we'll do our harry potter rating system of, of the season in in general then we'll have like a week off and then it'll start again and for the for the next season we'll start almost immediately which is fun for us that is so wild <laughs> fun for us yeah it's crazy there's gonna be like no break at all it's like season six start stops season seven begins <laughs> 
That is nuts. Well, um, looking forward to all of that uh, because I do listen to the podcast. I don't watch the show at all, but I do listen to the podcast. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Supergirl Radio. But until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. And I'm still Morgan Glennon. And remember, if you're willing to face them, your dreams will give you everything you need. The CW are just trying to win the time slot war with Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther Boardroom or Ballroom. Because <laughs> she looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther. It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. It's so fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Yeah.